0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core for January 12, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. That sound at the beginning was actually something I got from Borderlands 2, I think. Uh, it's just Yikes. a compilation of, like, death and, and, like, grunt sounds when people get hit with bullets, and I just thought it was funny, so... <laughs>
1: well, I laughed, so... <laughs> Good. To success. That worked. That Great try success. To, that that yeah, might give worked. people
0: a hint as to one of us playing a certain Borderlands game, today. we'll talk about that later. Uh, but before we do anything else, I'd like to kick things off today with a follow-up uh, regarding the Labor of Love Award going to Cyberpunk 2077. We're not going to, you know, re-dig up all the stuff we talked about last week, but... Here's a little follow-up from Aaron. He sent this uh, email in, or it's maybe in a text. Maybe. I don't remember. says, hi, Scott. been listening to CORE from last week, and I have a comment about the Project of Love, or sorry, yeah, Project of Love, or whatever the heck it was called.
2: (laughs) The Project of of Love.
0: Love. Yeah, it was Labor of Love. Project of Love. Yeah. Project of Love is, uh, that's a very different uh, thing. Anyway, the person who emailed said why uh, it didn't go, or why didn't it go to No Man's Sky? And he says, because they took the time to fix their game as well as saying CD Project Red released a broken game. But no, No Man's Sky was broken, and there wasn't anything like what the developers advertised it to be at the time. That is true. Uh do you think this uh, little key or sorry, do you think this is a little like the hate on a lesser scale of course that Blizzard gets for any moves it makes. Are CD Project Red in the lower tier of that bracket now because of Cyberpunk 2077? Love the show though, Aaron. So interesting take. Like- it's
3: a it's a good point. I think the difference is we're multiple years in of No Man's Sky having clearly made good. Yeah. Like it's a it's a time issue. Like if this was the same year that No Man's Sky came in uh, or came out, um, I don't think we would feel this way about it. But we are now years and years of them releasing free updates, where most of the people have generally said, "Yeah, they made good." Multiple patches ago yeah and they're still continuing to do it with no i mean they literally have a system in there that would be so easy to put microtransactions on they have a currency that is literally a special secondary currency purely for cosmetic items but guess what there's no way to spend real money to get that currency you have to just play the game like they Mm -hmm. are built for free to play and they continue to just put stuff out for free yeah so I think they do get a little bit of a pass just because they have a history of showing that they care about the game, they're continuing to support it, um, and uh, as well as going back and making their very first game ever compatible for people after, uh, I think, iOS uh, made an update that made the game no longer work. Oh, so yeah, what was
0: that called? They, um, kind, um, they kind
3: of feel that way about all their, their games. It's Joe like Danger like, 1 and 2. Joe, Joe Danger, Danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Those are good games.
3: So they they they've done it and i think cd project red you know we might look back and feel that same way about cyberpunk eventually maybe but it's still fairly new it's still fairly on the forefront of people's mind um but also keep in mind it won the category so i would i would say that this is probably about a 50 50 split of people that liked it enough and thought they cared enough to nominate it and make it win and then another fifty percent of people that were mad enough about it to then downvote the game and be pissed off on the internet about it. So, right, right. you know, it's in progress. They're figuring
2: it out.
0: Yeah, and I, I I agree with you. If you if if Cyberpunk did a bunch of free updates and just kept perfecting the the, the game over the next six years, maybe then we wouldn't. You know, we'd be looking at it like, oh man, they really did make good. I think that time factor is important. Uh, had had this award been given to No Man's Sky in late 2017, a year after release, when they finally made it more playable, I think people would have been just as upset, because they'd be like, well, the launch broken, and you're telling me this is a labor of love? Well, labor of love, there's a time in that equation. Like, time plus uh, product equals labor of love. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, yeah. You
1: know. it also happened, Runners came out, a bunch of people, the game was... I think sold more after edge runners or was played more. There was some stat more people played or tried the game, bought it and had a positive experience during that period of the latest patch and Mm -hmm. the edge runners anime being very good Mm -hmm. that that probably generated a lot of goodwill with people. And then some people probably played it and didn't revisit it and still have that chip on their shoulder, you know, like totally agree. Yeah. And then there's people who just can't, give people a compliment. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like those, those people, like exist. I assume there are a lot of those out there. Like you, you earn the mark The what is it? A scarlet letter. And then forever thou shall be lettered scarlet style. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's how it works.
0: Yeah. So. Well, there you have it. I
1: have a guy They're who, wrong. They're wrong.
0: I have a guy who emailed me. His name is something paladin, like Joe, the paladin or something. And uh, he sent me an email saying, Scott Johnson, he did it in the third person. Scott Johnson is a sellout, and I hope he gets COVID in Las Vegas. What? and uh, Who said that? Oh, just some guy. What oh, did you
3: sell out on? I don't like, know. I've never
0: you... sold out of anything. So I don't know what he's talking about. Well, uh,
3: to, to quote Flight of the Concords, please be more constructive with your feedback.
0: <laughs> well, my answer to him was, well, I don't hope that for you at all or anyone, actually. So uh, be careful out there and don't get sick. And that was the end of that conversation. But the thing, the takeaway for me was... Paladins. I don't know if this irony was lost on him, but if your name if you named yourself a paladin, I feel like yeah. you get kicked out of the order for that. You know, yeah, that's very unpaladin
1: like. Depends what god you're a paladin for. Oh yeah, that's true. Because you know, there are evil gods. Scott,
3: Yeah, and keep in mind we're talking about the realm of fantasy, of course. Yeah, of course. Sometimes it's the religious zealots. Hmm. that
1: are the most toxic that's true
0: and <laughs> oh my
1: ironically well, you are right I no I think if you're I think if you're a paladin in a good order wishing death upon people is is definitely not uh does, is not good I, I have a hard time imagining any good aligned we're talking about WoW paladins? They're sure, I all assume about the light. so. I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah, I would assume so. Assume the light
1: so. is still a good Somebody guy. who's
3: toxic, who's a paladin, for some reason, I just immediately thought, wow. Oh, yeah, so, no, okay.
1: I don't get I mean, any shitty emails. But...
3: Uther saw him
1: say that. Oh, yeah, you have to be pissed. What would Uther say, John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this what have you done? <laughs> <laughs>
4: By the way, hero, (laughs) did you know that you can buy forgiveness
3: in the Blizzard store? (laughs) 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 Can I
4: get a pack
1: of forgiveness
0: pellets or whatever?
1: Oh, my God. You just gave me a horrifying thought, John. What's that? You know, with uh, Hasbro and D&D are trying to microtransactions and get in on some of this video game. The eventual evolution of all this is that that's going to happen at church. Oh, man. Right? Like, you got microtransactions to Jesus, and uh, you got the subscription fee. uh, You know, you you get uh, Church Plus or tithe plus. Church <laughs> plus. <laughs> and you get, you get like uh, an extra wafer to eat or your Why wafer's got chocolate bits on
2: it. Or
3: I'm <laughs> now mad that this is not a plot arc on the Righteous Gemstones. It feels like Oh, it. yeah. It feels so it's, spot on
4: If they it. do but another
0: yeah. season, that they should make that a story point. Yep. Daddy,
1: we're going to do Jesus 2.0, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> and you'll, you're, you're, you're prayers, your prayers will get a blue check mark and God is more likely to see them because they'll be be at the top of his prayer (laughs) feed oh shit i gotta go pick up my starbucks now i'll be right back this is a great idea (laughs) what a great comment
4: he did it he made a point and then immediately
2: stood up he's doing what we have he's
0: doing what yep this is it this is Bo. this is Bo. welcome to Bo. all right uh there's that i just wanted to get that out of the way and um i think the emailer makes a good point but i would also counter it with all the things we said now this. Time to talk about our main focus today, and that is Ubisoft. I have often wondered what the hell they're doing over there.
3: Because, yeah, we actually have been for a while. We've talked about it. Yeah,
0: this isn't new, and I feel like I've feel like i been saying this for about five years. Prior to that, they were one of my favorite developers or publishers. I was always looking forward to stuff coming from them, with the exception of Assassin's Creed, over the last few years, which I think have all been very strong, um, everything else feels like a cluster, it feels like canceled or bad or delayed 50 times, or we'll, we, we'll show you a big CGI thing at an event, but then we will not follow up or show you any anything later on. And I don't know why that is or what's going on over there, but now we have more to add to it, and I think we should pick this apart a little bit. So the news is Ubisoft axed a bunch of projects, unannounced stuff and delayed skull and bones again which
3: uh, is i mean that's just a, a thursday morning for ubisoft what do you guys want to do today what if we delayed skull and bones again yeah how long has it been since the last time we delayed it? Oh, about a month well we should probably delay it again
0: doesn't it also feel like the last uh big game they released well i know what the last big game they released was it's that new spark of hope uh, freaking mario crossover which, by the way, is very good. I got it in the mail yesterday. I've been playing it a little bit. Not enough to talk about yet. Because I just can't say. But it's like their, you know, their XCOM kind of Rabbids Mario thing. First game was well-received. This one, uh, the reviews are off the charts. People love it. It won a bunch of awards, the Game Awards. Like This is a like legit good game. But it says something about them that this is the one and only hit they've released in a huge amount of time. Maybe since the last Mario Rabbids game.
3: Well, you say hit, but also keep in mind the speculation is the reason these projects got canceled is because Mario plus rabid Sparks of hope did not meet
0: expectations. Oh, great! Financial expectations.
3: Financial expectations. Yeah, yeah so, which is a
0: bummer because the game, you know, has has reached all the, uh, the the the, the critical reception has been very good. Really well, bums I, me out to hear that.
3: I think you have competent game developers. You've got a really good game format, but I think that I think that making games for a Nintendo platform is tricky yeah. because I don't think the Nintendo audience is the same as the audience on other video game consoles. Right. And I don't think you can just easily make a franchise out of anything you put on a Nintendo console. There are some games that I feel like can get away with this, Like, they're going to do a sequel to Breath of the Wild, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, Zelda games. I'm sure that
3: game will do great.
2: Yeah.
3: But I wouldn't be surprised if the sequel doesn't do as well as the the original. Hmm. I think there's a general trend, especially on Nintendo platforms, of this... Oh, but I played it. Yeah. Mario Plus Rabbids, I played it. Hmm. Well, but this is a sequel. Yeah, but I played it. Yeah. And I don't think you see that so much with... PlayStation and Xbox and even PC, I think you you have a tendency to see people going, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for the next one. Put another one out. I think Nintendo's just different like that. And Nintendo also, I I think another thing working against them is they have a tendency that typically it's mainline Nintendo games that are this, but it kind of translates to other companies as well. They also tend to keep their games at a premium. Mm. And I don't know about you, But uh, I have a Switch. I don't play it very often. The follow-up to Mario Plus Rabbids is a game where I would go, "Eh, I'll wait till it's on sale. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not to say that it's a bad game, but it's not going to be top of my queue.
0: Well, the good news is that game is the only one. It must be because Ubisoft is calling these shots. I don't know. Maybe that's part of their arrangement. But be, uh Mario, Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, and the one prior—the only Mario games that seem like they, or any Nintendo-related or tangential games that actually go on sale, a meaningful sale, not two dollars off the sixty bucks that you're paying for Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild or something—but like, you know, this game's fifty-nine dollar game, I got it for thirty on Amazon. That's almost unheard of, right? Like for Nintendo games, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there's, there's part of that. You know, part of that makes me think that Nintendo's not actually getting to call those shots on the retail stuff. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, or maybe not as much as we think. But, um, you know, to the larger point, though, if this is all they've got, and despite it being, you know, re- very critically warmly received, they've got nothing else going on. Skull and Bones was the big thing in the pipeline. I know the Assassin's Creed stuff's all gearing up, but we're nowhere near release on that stuff. What the frick is Ubisoft doing right now? They've got offices everywhere this country, yeah, the only
3: all over other Canada. One was just Dance 2023, yeah, which they also said didn't meet expectations.
0: Well, when you're relying on these two Nintendo-centric products on a console that is now aging quite a bit from its 2017 release, I don't know, man. I think they're just. There. I think they're in a weird place, and I don't think any. I don't think the right people are in charge or something, or. Or what's going on? And I'm pissed about Skull and Bones because I just am looking forward to pirate stuff. And if they can't even deliver on that on time, uh, you know, and they've been working on that since when they announced it, 2014, 2015, something like that.
3: Yeah, but I wouldn't know, man. Every time I've heard from people who have played Skull and Bones, they have said it's awful. Yeah. I have the buzz around that game has been consistently the people who have played it have said it is not good. And then it gets delayed, and I think the thought is every time it gets delayed, oh, well, maybe they'll make it good. And then every time they do another open beta or alpha or whatever they're in test, somebody comes back and goes, hey, guys, Skull and Bones, it's real bad. It's not good. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they're trying to get it. I would hope that they are trying to fix the game and put out an awesome game. Yeah. I also kind of suspect, it wouldn't surprise me to find out, they're trying to find a window where they can quietly release it alongside something else so that if it underperforms at least all eyes can be on something else
0: i guess so cuz cuz right now they are the assassins creed company in terms of their qual their most quality output everything else feels either broken not ready delay worthy or vaporware or people are sick of it nobody's nobody's really talking about rainbow six siege like they used to and nobody's talking about those um ghost recon beyond, games
1: how about beyond good and evil 2 beyond
0: good and evil 2 vaporware beyond good I'm and still, evil 2.
1: still waiting for that one
0: yeah feels like we're never going to see that um i just don't know how they're where i don't know any other publisher that's doing this where they got like the one thing going and it's assassin's Creed. <laughs> I mean, they're just too big for that, or at least that's how they've set themselves I up.
1: Think, I think they have vastly overestimated the value of their IP.
2: Mm.
1: Assassin's Creed being very popular, you know, they try to. Ha- they used to do pretty big presentations at E3, like it's the Ubisoft presentation, and we got Aisha Tyler doing the hosting, and right, they had some interesting stuff, but they were not. I don't know. Judge like like you said, they really only have Assassin's Creed. I, I just don't that's you can't have a new it's not Call of Duty where it's like there's a business model there. I just don't you can't just keep going to the same well and expect the novelty to last for people. Right. It will right. for the hardcores. It might critically review well, but it's the same old shit. Yeah. Yeah, they have and a single. It's only chip. gonna make you money for so long if it's good and then people are gonna want novelty. And I don't think I don't think they have anyone on the talent roster right now that's doing that's doing it. Like or else they'd be releasing games beyond good and evil. Like people want that. Don't know why it's not coming out. Yeah. Don't know what's going on in there, except a lack of talent or direction or confusion within the company, causing everything to grind to a halt. Seems yeah. like.
0: That's how it feels, things are grinding to a halt. And I don't like it. I used to really like this. You know, they canceled that Sam Fisher VR game. Jesus wept, right? That was exciting. At least it was something. It was like a VR game that was set to be uh, stealthy and trippy and supposed to be AAA and all that. That could have been interesting. They are working on a remake of the first Splinter Cell game. I don't really want that. I want like a new take on Splinter Cell. So if they're going to use old IPs, like really go for it. And it all just feels limp-wristed and weird. I don't know. And I don't mean that in a, the old derogatory way of limp wristed. I just mean like, you know, they're not trying that hard. Actually, me explaining it probably made it worse. Anyway, moving
3: on. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't, it just it passed exactly. through one <laughs> ear and out the other. And then all of a sudden you pointed it out. And I went, yeah. What offensive term Scott just used. Yeah. And all of a sudden yep. I was aware
0: of it. Yep. Now you now what and
1: now you'll think of that it? from. I mean, we shouldn't talk about it more. I guess if you want to minimize it, but I have never heard <laughs> the '80s. I
0: think was a thing where you just sort of you know it was meant. to. I be. mean, as someone who's never heard of it, oh, okay, I see. Like yeah, you know, no, you. A <laughs> I just thought bad. it was
1: someone who masturbates a lot. But oh, it's not. It
0: no, but all. see, that's more what I'm saying is like there's a lack of strength over there. I am right. not making the uh, pejorative around uh, anyone's yeah, no, sexual It's, not, it's not a good one, I no, don't think. Yeah, I don't either. That, I'm not going to use it says,
1: anymore. <laughs> Google has a tag on the word It says offensive. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So let's walk that one back and big, say. The big G has spoken. They are very, um, uh, uh, what's, uh, I was going to say infertile, but that's not nice either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like they're,
1: that one. They're not virulent. No, that's like. No, that's not. They can't that's get for viruses. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you viruses. Right. What am I
0: thinking Chat about? Chad
3: has thrown out half handed.
0: Half handed. Okay. Half assed. And yeah, half ass is a good
3: one. Yeah, yeah. it's again, okay to offend people that only have one but buttock. But again, butt our,
1: our listeners with only one botox might not appreciate that. It's the I want to hear about how that
0: other one went away. Like, give us some, give us some background. Like, what happened to the the one cheek? You know,
1: were you just yeah. working real hard? Directionless. And there you go. Yeah. Oh, directionless. That's good. Yeah, we're fine. We have a direction out of this hole. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> <necklace is> <laughs> yeah. Come with we're me, fellows. Of out
0: of this hole. Anyway. Uh, we'll see how it goes. They didn't say when, did they? On on uh, Bones, it was supposed to be February. Now it's what? Uh, hold on. See if they just say. I don't know if they do.
1: That'll be bad for your back to have a big ass cheek.
0: I, thought, I mean,
3: for some reason I thought they were super like vague about it. Like it could come out in twenty twenty three. Mm. possibly 2024. Uh, It will now arrive early in Ubisoft's next fiscal year, 2023 or 2024, which runs from April until March, 2024.
0: If they delay that another year, I officially stop caring. Like I, I, I know games take time to do it, but it just feels floppy over there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't like that at all. I was really looking forward to this, but if you're going to be this weird with it, like, I don't know what to say.
1: I mean, they also had, it wasn't as public, but they also had their share of sexual uh, harassment, allegations, union issues to deal with. Like there was turmoil there. They may not be coming out of it as clean as some other businesses seem to be you know, Blizzard has had troubles. They're moving in a direction. Dragonflight, well-received. People looking forward to Diablo 4. They circled the wagons. They're
2: yeah.
1: um, recognizing some uh, unions, et cetera, et cetera. I, Ubisoft, who knows? It's kind of like we talked about it with PlayStation 2, and they're making weird moves, and they're meanwhile actually dealing with like some major complaints on the harassment side.
0: Weren't, weren't we just talking on this show a couple of months ago about how Ubisoft was sort of behind the scenes begging Microsoft for an acquisition uh, around the same time
1: yeah I I think there was something like that there too like there might be a case where the people who currently are heavily financially invested in Ubisoft are looking to offload it yeah and so they got to keep the lights on they got to continue to justify value and so maybe their heart's not in finding talent and ideas because they want to they have a price in mind for who they want to offload it to I don't know
0: well, uh, Yves Guillemont, or however you say his name.
1: <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yep.
0: No, just I'm, pretty sure
3: you, I'm pretty sure you nailed it, Scott. Yeah. The
0: S is silent in French. Yves. Okay, so Yves Guillemont, which I'm sure is still wrong. <laughs> it's um, Guillemont. <laughs> I never say it right, so this is all You don't just pronounce
1: the-, the L's when it's two L's. Like, frog in French is grenouille, but there's two L's. Oh, well. O-U-I-L-L-E, so you go, you don't say the, you say Gimo. The French are responsible for most of the complications in this world.
0: Just kidding. I take the it. The
1: language is has a lot of it's rough. Yeah, it's it a little rough. rough language. It's a little rough. Yeah.
0: But he said this on Wednesday. We are facing contrasted market dynamics as the industry continues to shift toward mega brands and everlasting live games. In the context of worsening economic conditions affecting consumer spending, we are clearly disappointed by our recent performance, he says. was this was to the board of directors. Uh sorry, he said this. Um, they were surprised by the underperformance of, of Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope uh, in the final parts of the year, and Just Dance, and um, that bums me out because I don't know. I think it is kind of the best thing they've made in recent years. It's a very good game that series, the Mario Rabbids thing. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Well, I don't know what they're going to do. I just do. think
3: I just think Bone nailed it with it was novelty the first time, and it might still be a solid game. Um, by all accounts, it is. But I think novelty pushed a lot of the momentum of that first game. And a second game isn't going to get that novelty attention. It's just going to get people that thought, Oh, what a great idea for a series. I'm, I'm going to play it.
1: Yep. Yeah. They need a new IP or an old IP, like beyond good and evil, crank up the novelty, do something special with it, make people excited. And yep. I bet you they'd sell a lot if they made a good game underneath.
0: I think you're right.
1: right. And then we'll be back loving them.
0: That's right. Let's check on uh, our patron question this week. This one comes in from Braxton who says, and this is via the patreon.com slash core show, MMOs used to be the hottest thing in town, he says, but less so these days. It seems MMOs are mostly filled with 30-plus-year-old farts (laughs) trying to recapture the magic of the 2000s, but if any company can bring renewed interest into this aging genre, it's Riot. What does Riot's MMO need to do to make the younger generation care? Is being attached to League of Legends enough? Says Braxton. Um,
3: I don't ma- think it's the younger generation that's playing League of Legends.
0: No, I don't either. Oh, they have the same problem as MMOs Like do. <laughs> they
3: might not be as old as MMO players, but I, I hate to tell you, I don't think I don't think that's capturing the uh, the, the kids' attention these days yeah. uh, as much as you might think it is.
1: Not that it used to. I mean, it's still huge, um, right? It's enormous. It but, depends yeah. also what market you're talking about. I'm pretty sure a lot of young people probably play League in China. Mm. Yeah, there's a like lot. it's it's huge in China. A lot of investment has come from China, but it just depends what we're talking about. All of it it's did a glo- global brand. And you look at the esports teams; the young guys in the esports teams are not they're not older. I mm-hmm. mean, older guys, as far as I know, I haven't checked in in a while. Maybe they're all aged now, but it's not old farts playing in the LCS. You know what I mean? It's young young guys, but. I think when I, I some of the names I've seen, it's still there's a lot of old guard on in the NA teams. Like I know Bjergson's still playing, yeah, he's been around since like early 2010s, yeah, gotta be first year 30, first year um, of the game, but, I think, yeah. But but for MMOs, I MMOs, hmm, I feel like. First of all, I think the market share was eaten up by a lot of online experiences that people want, like Call of Duty stuff like that. I don't know if it necessarily pulled people away. but I just think MMOs attract a specific type of player, and they're not limitless.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I agree with there's that. A
1: lot of there's a lot of competition in the market that's eaten away at WoW's dominance. And you know, I think it, that's why I keep saying WoW too. Like, we need the next big novelty in the MMO space and people are looking for it. Like every time a new MMO comes out, there's a groundswell of a major content creators behind it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it never seems to last the test of time. And I think, um, some of it just has to do with the communities that are created around it. And these games, you know, they're, they're, they're in between a rock and a hard place. If you make it too convenient, there's no need for a community. But if you make it too. Inconvenient People don't want to play it, <laughs> you know? So finding that magic sweet spot that WoW did, which was both a convenient game, but still had enough inconveniences to force people into guilds and to communicate just sort of hit at the right time also was a very yeah. good game. Yeah. I just amazing. don't know if that exists right now with so many offerings. I think you have to push again, the novelty factor on an MMO to 10, bring everyone to the yard and then get them to stay. We get them to build communities. Cause it's, it's those like if I look at AIE, right? It's all everyone there those friends have known each other for a long time now. Mm-hmm. They yeah. continue to play WoW because they're part of the frog pants community. They're part of the AIE community. They know each other. You guys we're all friends because of Blizzard Properties, like that hit at a time where we could this this D and D thing is is underscoring what's missing from Gaming companies right now is they move into corporate superstardom, which is that the community, like nurturing the community, is the most important aspect for the long-term health of any MMO or online game, and it needs to be like baked into the mechanics of the game. Mm -hmm. But the enticement level has to be that a huge amount of people have to play and want to stay. Yeah, and then you maybe Riot will do it, maybe they won't. That we don't know. They might they'll have to probably- to
0: justify themselves because they are wholly owned by Tencent in China, and that market will be served by that MMO because that's the plan, and that represents you know a, a, an audience of possibly hundreds of millions as opposed to mm-hmm. you know in the West. Uh, so, I think Bo's a hundred percent right, and you said something in there that you just kind of snuck in that said, um you know, it needs to have all these things, but they have to nurture that, that community riot, not necessarily known for their happy, non-toxic community. Neither is wow for that matter, but Mm -hmm. a little bit more on the wow side. Certainly our, our community kind of proved that out. But, um, I think that that is going to be crucial for whatever this thing is. And I hope it's also full of really fun loops and amazing experiences and stuff you want to repeat and do again and and, and do it a regular clip and not be microtransaction to death and all of those things. But without that underlying care for the player base at large and at small in like a real personal way, which the early days of WoW, definitely that was a thing. You could, you could feel that over there and you can finally kind of feel them returning to it a little bit right now, I would argue, but, but I agree. I think they have to do that or else this is a, a little bit of a folly, it might be successful and then, and maybe it doesn't need to be successful for 20 years. But, um, if they want that
1: and they want to be different that ways thing, to measure success.
3: Right. I also think that there's an issue with the, the question that's being posed, like just that a, at a fundamental level, like I agree with everything both said, I agree with everything you said, but I, I think that the idea that they have to cater to a younger generation isn't necessarily true. Like, If you are making a game that's in a genre that's played by 30 plus year olds, and that's the genre you're going to, then you make a game for that audience. Like it doesn't have to cater to younger gamers necessarily. If they wanted to target younger gamers, then they should probably make something other than an MMO. Now, ideally, you know, you get both. Like in a perfect world, you interest both groups of people. But I, I think that the idea of, Like, I know it might not seem that way, especially if you're under 30, but being slightly over 30 does not put you so close to death's door that you're not going to be giving companies any money anytime soon. No,
0: in fact, if anything, Um, you've got more, you have more expendable (laughs) income over 30 than you ever did in your 20s or teens.
3: (laughs) So um, I just think that there's, there's a bit of a fallacy to say like, oh, you got to go chase that younger audience. I don't think you necessarily need to. I think you can make an MMO for... You know, and it, it doesn't need to buck the trend of what other MMOs necessarily are to be successful. I think it can be successful being a really good MMO. Um, but I do agree. I think my time trying games outside of WoW has really shown me that the best value you can bring to an MMO. Is like Bo said, community sense of community goes a long way, and it's not always the most obvious things. You can have the most intricate gameplay systems in the world, and if people don't enjoy just logging in and living in that world, it's not going to succeed.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think
1: I have one more thing to say on this too. Is that MMOs when they were starting in the early late nineties, early two thousands. I played Planetside in the early 2000s. I didn't play WoW, I think, until I was in my thirties or just shy of 30. Um, MMOs at that time were for the, uh, uh, how do I put this? The pathologically committed to gaming crowd, right? Like there was no logging into Marvel snap. There was no logging in anywhere. It was an ordeal. You had to get Xbox gold if that even existed at that time. Like pretty much your only option for multiplayer massively was build a pc or buy a really expensive one get a dsl connection like all these hurdles that a lot of people like nerd stuff second phone time. line because your parents kept
3: knocking you off of everquest yep. because they wouldn't so take a stupid phone call the yep.
1: audience at that age were all enthusiasts for this stuff and you talk to people who are out and they're just like yeah i'm never gonna do that like you you were either bitten by you loved computer like i've loved computers since i was like 10 or younger. Like it was easy for me to get into this, but now you're kind of foolish to make an MMO when you can make Marvel snap and sell JPEGs for $20. Mm -hmm. Like, like, so I don't think an MMO will ever see the success at the scale we're at. You're thinking of like, when will all gamers just crowd around an MMO? They're crowding around snap. Like it's, there's, all kinds of different customer profiles and they want the dads that are too busy to play an MMO but will log into Snap and spend twenty bucks a month on some JPEGs and card action. Yeah. So I don't card action. I, I I feel like the space where that might exist it exists a little bit right now is in the VR space. The truly committed, the, the pathologically committed game to gaming people find themselves with the VR headset and find themselves weeping to Jesus. Because it's like an in-crowd thing, right? Like people who are too cool to try VR don't get the experience. The problem is the game isn't, the WoW isn't there yet. We're just really enthused about the technology and, and speak glowingly about the experiences we have there. But there will come a time when something, you know, blows my testicles off in VR. And then I will be saying, you have to get VR and there'll be a whole bunch of holdouts until... A headset is strapped to every baby's head in 20 years, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think you'll ever recapture that. I think that's a moment in time. It's like saying, Do you think they'll ever recapture the magic of Woodstock and Astroworld? And it's like, No, no, like that. That was of its era, and that time has gone and passed and in the history books now. And I think that, wow, that MMO era is in the rear view, and I don't think Riot will change that it'll be a popular successful game lots of people will play but i don't think anything's going to be a phenomena um no to the degree that wow was i agree
0: i think maybe those days are gone but uh i hope it's good and i like the people working on it Uh, i really like greg street i like his takes on stuff i hope uh you know i hope I hope it's, you know, comes to full fruition. I mean, remember, he's the guy that came out and said publicly with or without any PR help from, from the company works for literally said the words, this may come out or it may not. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I think he has an ultra very gritty realism stance on the projects he works on. and, And that's the stance right now is like, we're doing the best thing we can think of right now. We're working on a really cool thing, but we don't know for sure. Uh,
1: but I am. Yeah, curious we haven't about it. tested the waters. The the side projects for Riot have been well received, mm-hmm. but and Valorant is really the second game in the main portfolio, I think. And Valorant, yeah. there's complaining. We're not going to cover it. I don't think. There's been a lot of complaints that dev time has been spent on Valorant and leagues getting the short shrift cuz they released a very disappointing season start video this year and usually they're awesome. Mm. So the drama uh, machine is in full spin about Riot uh, abandoning league in they favor don't care of Valorant about
4: league anymore. Mm, yeah. Oh, league built this ap-
1: company, man. That's how that's Yeah, Riot had to issue an apology. Uh the, sorry our season <laughs> start video was not cool this year. <laughs> 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 we thought it would be all right. <laughs> and like it's usually an animated piece. But yeah. this year it was just a camera that scroll. I watched it scrolled around Summoner's Rift, and everyone's like, "What is this shit? You hate, <laughs> you hate League. Yeah. <laughs> you say they, one wrong thing, and all of a sudden it's like they're abandoning League for Valorant. Yeah.
3: No, Did they at least get Imagine Dragons for it, or not <laughs> even Imagine
1: Dragons. I didn't have the audio on in case it was Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is some I wake the
4: sound of music in my ear. Yeah.
0: yeah. You like, you know, whatever. They're going to I play it at your song. funeral. I'm looking forward to that one day. Well, many years from now. Many, many decades before It's Boa
1: fine. Was. I'm sorry, Imagine Dragons. You guys are all right. I shouldn't. I just don't like that song. I don't like Enemy. Sorry. Yeah.
3: All of their songs are about we're criticized and unappreciated or we're awful uh, and we're embracing it or here's what it's like to be a celebrity. Yep. Like it's it's kind of a weird portfolio.
0: It is. Uh but if that's your thing, boy, do they have you covered over there yeah. at Imagine Dragons. Do they, and, they have any
1: songs about dragons?
0: They no. as far as I know, you not a to single them.
2: <laughs> single one about
0: dragons. As far as I know. I don't want to make any judgments here, but no dragons in any other songs. All right. Okay. Uh time for us to talk a little about what we played this week. <laughs> You guys, I'm obsessed with a new game that currently is my indie game of 2023. We'll see how the year goes. Okay. There's a lot to it. We just started Man, January.
3: Our discord is already on your ass for declaring game of the year in <laughs> January. I
0: love this game so much.
1: 2023 game of the year. I love this game
0: so much that I'm having a really hard time talking about it in anything other than just extremely glowing terms. Um, it's a small indie title. By, I think there's two dudes making it, and it is called Dave the Diver. And Dave the Diver kind of looks like Bo in a diving suit. He's got a beard, right. cool goatee beard, and uh, yeah. just reminds me of you for some reason. Something about his, his personality, too. I just really like Dave the Diver. Is he afraid though? He's not really afraid, he's stoked. Oh, okay. Well, no, look, he's jumping into a lake here, he's super excited. He can to poop in there okay. and everything, it's fine. Um, not really, but here's what Dave the Diver is. Dave the Diver is this strange hybrid 2D, 2.5D, I would say, uh, a lot of 3D going on visually and a bunch of 2D going on and seamlessly working together in a way that makes it have just this really rad art style that I just don't get sick of, uh, of looking at. But here's the, here's the concept uh, about this, this slick friend of yours, uh, who we just saw on screen, the white beard and white hair. His
3: name's Cobra?
0: Co. I think, is it Cobra? I forget. It looks like Cobra. Yeah, it is Cobra. His name's Cobra. The game's very tongue in cheek about this stuff. Um, he's got a bunch of money and he wants to invest because they found this big, giant hole, bl- thing they call the Big Blue Hole, which reminds me of Bo saying, Oh my blue gosh, hole. this
3: is a game for Bo. It's got the blue hole.
0: Yep. He looks like well, him. How did it go? <laughs> Presented by Blue Hole. Blue Hole. So, uh, Blue Hole it goes back to our early. Uh, uh, was Pub G days. Pub G days. What yeah. a G
1: long
3: days. callback. That's long like, callback. From a long time ago. Great
0: time, though. Anyway, uh, so here's how it works. It is, you get, you get, you get, that's the story. He's like, hey, come out here and check out this hole. There's like tons of fish in it and exotic stuff. And here's the, it, there's a magical quality to it, which is game speak for procedurally generated. But basically, the way it's explained is every time we enter this, this uh, giant, you know, endless blue hole. Sea, uh, yeah. When you dive in there, it changes every time. It's so crazy. So there's this aspect to it. But the cool thing about it is, like, well, that means you can get all these exotic fish types. And what I want you to do is when you get out of that blue hole with all those fish, we're going to open a sushi restaurant and kill it, man. This business is going to be insane. So you go in there, you do a bunch of fishing, and uh, you do other things. I'll get to that in a minute. But you go in there, you do a ton of fishing. You bring your fish out. And you fish, by the way, with like... Uh, uh, uh so what do you call the spears? Uh, what's that called? It's, it's like a fish spear. A harpoon? <laughs> harpoon, thank you.
3: <laughs> harpoon. Do you have a and d character that was nearly that word? Yeah, it's
0: name's Garpoon. What was I thinking? Anyway, you you can spear fish these fish and some are harder to, to tackle than others. So some might require you hitting a, a lot or B or something to, to pull it in. Others are just going to be tricky to, to catch. And as you upgrade your equipment, obviously that stuff will get better. You'll get like an entire shark and that's great. Cause that makes really good expensive, um, uh, sushi. And, uh, anyway, do all this gathering. And also there's other stuff in there like bits and parts and wood and rope and different things that you can use for upgrades and crafting in the game. Uh, then you go back to the sushi restaurant where this awesome dude named Boncho, Boncho, Bancho, I think is how you say it. Uh, he runs the sushi place for you. He's the sushi chef and he's basically Samuel L. Jackson in a sushi robe, like just a badass. And he's over there making sushi. And um, first well, first of all, there's like a weird earthquake caused by the strange place you're in and it wrecks the place and you have to like pay for some repairs is like early in the game. None of this really matters. The important thing here is the loop. The loop is go fish. You can do about two runs, take them back to the boat. It's now nighttime, time to open the sushi restaurant. Go back to the restaurant and you participate in serving the customers. Some of them just want tea. Some of them you can take a plate to. You hire employees and they start taking all the stuff to everybody. You can kind of automate it at one point. I'm getting there anyway. Um, And it becomes kind of a weird little diner dash kind of game for that time. And then you go back to getting stuff in the water. And all of it's handled really well. None of it feels like it's breaking the action. Like another game I love is Moonlighter. But the problem with Moonlighter is the daytime selling stuff in your shop versus the stuff in the dungeons at night were so such a disparate experience that it felt disjointed sometimes and just the pacing was off. This doesn't have that problem. This has me excited to dive and search and find and bring back and try not to die and all that. And it is also equally fun to go back to the sushi restaurant and go crazy and earn as much money as possible. Uh, And that's kind of the loop. Now there's a ton of other stuff that'll happen. A guy will drive up in a boat and go, there's ancient voices we've detected near the bottom of the thing. Can you go deeper and find out some clues and this sort of thing? So there's a lot of like weird, you know, extra quests and stuff that you can do in there. I got these RPG aspects to it. Um, you're constantly upgrading equipment and your ability to breathe longer, like a, a better a better air tank, uh, take more damage. You can get a shotgun at one point that's really good for taking out sharks and stuff. And uh, I'm just absolutely hooked on the loop. It's so much freaking fun that as it stands, of all the indie games I've played this year... <laughs> Uh, Yep. All
3: 12 days of this year. All
0: 12 days of this year. I mean, I, you know, I realize I say it mostly joking because I know it's, you know, it's way too early to make a call like that. But what a freaking great game. I love it so much. I recommend it very highly. Uh, It's 20 bucks. I think it's been worth every penny. It plays perfectly on the Switch or, sorry, the uh, Steam Deck and uh, as equally as it does just in Steam. And I. Don't know what else to say except it's just amazing and I freaking love it. It's so good. Oh, by the hey, way, when you're is- when you're real deep and you're out of air, there are places to find air. Um, there's also a way to get an elevator to come get you in an emergency. There's like all these abilities that you can unlock. See that little radio he's going to talk to? It's an escape pod that's a new ability and that literally means like, oh, well, if I'm in a pinch here and I got to get out of here and I'm not going to make it to the surface and I'm running out of air, I can call the radio and they'll send down the elevator. Um, if you die in there, you'll uh end up just not get, getting to take back as much stuff as you had when you died. So it's 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 roguelike in that way. Uh I can't say enough about it. I love this game. It is so micro. I like my the jam.
3: look of it a lot. It's got a really good look.
0: Yeah. I just completely hooked on it. And it's just, I don't know. There's a there's a sense of humor I really appreciate. There's like this conceit. When you upgrade your sushi guy, he does who who's the chef that does the salt behind his ear and he's wearing sunglasses and like sprinkles it out. You know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah. It's I know like a meme. The guy that uh the got on the World Cup stage and everyone's like, why the hell is he here?
0: <laughs> yes, that guy. I think it's that guy. He they do a lot the of stuff man? like that. It's not a direct meme, but but it's like you just upgraded your seasoning ability. And so they do this cutscene. It's all done in like great uh, pixel art and uh, it's just awesome i absolutely love it so there you yeah, go
3: salt Mike. bay how could i forget such a, a oh, salt his name yeah
0: it's really bad <laughs> there we go anyway dave the diver available on steam 1999 currently and it is in early access but feels finished so i don't even know why it's in early access
1: this is, <clears throat> this is a tough recommend for me scott oh
0: it's dude it's, it's chore core you're probably okay. not going
1: to want to play it well i mean it, it looks good i love everything you've said about it but yeah it is fishing.
0: Yeah, it's fishing. Oh man, yeah, that's true. But it's active spear fishing. It's like
1: yeah, I, I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying it's hard for me. I'm like, I get it. Uh, it does have a blue hole. But it looks amazing.
0: Hey Bo, there's blue hole in it. There's a blue hole. <laughs> well, sign you up then. All right, it's, then you're then the you're hole is blue. Then I'm okay. Fantastic. Uh, the upgrades are great. It's just a fun game. Uh, it's not in VR chat, so Jesus will not weep on this one. Um, I can't say the enough. The restaurant
1: about it. looks awesome. I don't know. It look it looks sweet. I mean, I guess the one thing that's great about this is that like I don't like it in MMOs or games. So this is its own game, and that's the main loop. So maybe I don't know. I'm interested. I'm wishlisting this.
0: Yeah, you should. See. You should keep an eye on it. Um, it's looks over. Cool. Oh, I should mention the reviews right now, both current and archive, overwhelmingly positive.
1: I also really well, like sushi. I
0: yeah, I do like sushi. It's
1: gonna I mean, make me hungry. I know some people who don't like it, but I think they're crazy. I, I do too. To those it. people don't like sushi. Their sushi's amazing. Those
0: people need to take a flying leap. All right. That's game number one. Game number two, another little indie darling that is not from this year. So I couldn't count it, I guess.
3: Um, <laughs> a nice way to be nice about it. You're like, yeah. this one is not my game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's,
0: it's really good, but I, you know, it came out in 2022. So, you know, I can't, I can't quite give it the, the, the props it deserves, but this is a game called dome keeper. And, um, a bunch of people have been recommending this for a while, mostly saying, Hey, you want, if you're looking for a good roguelike type experience, uh, but you want to have it on your steam deck, then this is a really good one of those. Here's the concept. It's a dome. Well, you're a, you're an alien sh- you're a ship landing on you an alien don't planet. Say. <laughs> I know that's a big giveaway there.
3: Your ship your ship Let me climb- tell you the concept for Dome Keeper. Yeah, it's there's a, a dome. dome. There's
0: a dome in it. You got to keep it. Um <laughs> you crash land on an alien planet. It's hostile to you. You don't know anything about it. Uh but you crash there. And you immediately set up this dome with some hardware inside including a computer where you do upgrades and a little grinder thing where you take your 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 stuff and grind it. Every uh little every once in a while there's like a timer. You have to come up into the dome and defend your dome. Now before you say Scott I thought you hated tower defense, this is not tower defense. This is like it's ad- dome defense.
2: defense. It's dome defense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> different thing. It's a little
0: different altogether. I guess. Um but no, like okay, so when you're not up there defending yourself, uh you are down you're digging almost like Steamworld Dig style. Uh, below the dome into the planet trying to find ore and minerals and things that you can use for your upgrades and eventually you get upgrades that will help you radar where something might be so you don't have to look forward as long uh faster speed carry more to the surface this sort of thing and you you you'll see this guy do this in a second but it basically is going to grab two or three of these he's going to move really slow unless he well, he's doing all right Um, anyway, you take those up and a little grinder goes and it turns it into raw materials that you can then use for, for upgrades. And there are different kinds of materials. Um, you'll also unlock ways of better telling when aliens are coming and when it's a problem, when they're a threat. Um, when the timer arrives, they kind of a little space invader icon blinks and you go upstairs and and fight these things with a giant laser on your dome. And, uh, that itself is pretty fun. Kind of a weird little arcade mini game in a weird way.
1: Um, yeah. And Almost you upgrade it's like so,
3: missile it, defense, but like
1: yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say missile command mixed oh, with yeah, missile, dig dug. Missile command, yeah. Missile command from Atari mixed with dig dug.
0: A little bit, a little bit. Um, I would say more like Steamworld Dig mixed with. Uh, well, because there's a there's a melee dome that I unlocked. So on one of my runs, I did well enough where it, technically you have a goal every run, which is to find this relic and take it to the mm. surface. And that relic can be buried pretty deep. Um, so you got to find it once you do though, you get some unlocks. And one of the unlocks I got was, was a new form of the dome, which has a giant sword on the outside of it. And this thing is Ooh. like a, more of a melee weapon, but you can also shoot it at airborne enemies and it goes out on a tether and you, and you steer the tether to hit. And it's a little bit of a skill thing, but once you, if you hit it, it's great. Cause it's super powerful. And then it retracts back, but then you can then use that to chop at a guy. And the further you pull back and then slam down on the melee guy, the harder you're going to hit him uh, with the melee version of the dome. So there's some weird conceits, but they 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 work in the context of the of the world. Um, you can get this little creature that'll go dig for you, but you got to keep waking him up when he falls asleep. Um, like weird upgrades like that. It's uh, it's an awesome weird little game. Um, it really is weird it's a weird com- combination of different game types and it scratches all those itches i always have for crap like this so if that sounds interesting to you the game is uh, dome keeper yeah
1: i got i got a, some extra to say about this i actually came across this game like last week or the week before like learning of its existence mm-hmm. because um it is also made in the godot game engine mm. Which is a, you can get it on Steam or you can just download it off the internet, but it's a open, it's the open source game development platform. It does 3D as well as 2D, but, um, it's royalty free completely. So it's not made using Unity or RPG maker or anyone. It's just interesting to see this showcase because there still aren't a lot of commercial games that are made with the Godot engine yet. So it's interesting that this was one of them, um. So you know the develop all the money is well except for what goes to the steam or whatever wherever you buy it, it's going most of it's going to the developer which is I always like that yeah
0: and it yeah. was I think it's 19 I got it on sale during the steam sale for 15 um mm-hmm. the oh the other thing I was going to say uh it's funny you bring that up because the other game we've talked about on the show was my game of the year last year which was or in 2021 which was Loop Hero and for whatever reason both of these games that I just talked about are reminding me of my time with loop hero and i think it's because partially because these are 2d interesting art style whatever kind of things but also there's just like a fiddly detaily kind of quality to the gameplay it's like i'm doing this thing i'm better this time okay this loop i'm doing better they're coming there oh that was a hard melee guy to fight but good thing I got all these resources and these extra, you know, like, I don't know. There's, there's something about it that is, that feels similar. This end Dave the diver kind of gave me that, that loop hero vibe, which I also played this week, but I'll talk about in a minute.
3: Yeah. This art style actually does fit loop hero yeah. quite well. It yeah, actually looks a lot like
0: it. Basically, you know, stuff it has it's got real personality. It's a fun game. I would highly, highly recommend this one as well. Um, You know, it's actually, it's hard for me to, I'd like Dave the Diver a little more in terms of just overall, I like it more, but I think this is, this is also a very good game. And if you're, if you're into a game where you're trying to hurry up and make things cooler and better and stronger, uh, this one's got your back. It's, it's good. It's a fun loop. Uh, and one guy made it and I always appreciate that. Uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, I had a lot of meetings this week, and so these games both made me miss Loop Hero.
1: Meeting every week. Yep. Meeting simulator.
0: And that's why I fired up Loop Hero again, because A, I was reminded of it because of these games, and B, I had meetings, and and some of them were boring, and they didn't need me to be super focused. So I said, play a little Loop Hero. So I did a bunch of that. Not much more to add, except Loop Hero is still one of my favorite things ever. I love that game. Uh, and then I played a lot of WoW, but I've talked about that to death. Uh, that's been. You do my... anything
1: new and cool and WoW?
0: Um, so I'm at the stage now where I'm trying to gear up for uh, like public raids and stuff. Uh, so I'm a, a bit on the on the gear grind, but I'm doing you know doing the quests and stuff to to flesh out um, the different reps in the game that are part of this dragon rep stuff they're doing, which I, I like a lot more than what they've done in the past. It's still, you know, you got to go in there every day and do your stuff, and you, you know, make some progress and that that kind of thing. The only bummer I have with this right now, and I'm really enjoying this game, I'm really enjoying this expansion like a lot. But my biggest complaint is something I didn't know they did, and apparently it was announced, and I just missed it. But it used to be with world quests from Legion forward, because Legion, I think, was where world quests first happened. Yeah, uh, and they were based a lot on what adventure mode was for uh, Diablo three. And I was all for it. And I really liked world quests as a general concept in the game and have since they put it in. Um, But usually in the past expansions since Legion, there was always a billion of them. And they would, when they would time out, you know, if you didn't get to do it while it was up, another one would be up somewhere else that you could go do. And there was always new world quests being rotated in and out all the time, along with other events and stuff. This they've decided To pull way back and only do them twice a week. They only update them twice a week. So, like, I forget what the days are, but Mm. let's just say it's Tuesday. On Tuesday, you'll get six new or whatever it is, total number of of world quests. But once you do those, if you haul ass and get them all that day, you got to wait until Thursday or Friday or whatever it is before you get more.
3: There's Mm. things I like about that. There's things I don't like about
0: that.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, the thing I like about that is, Wow does need to get away from chores like being your daily chores right um which is what world quests ultimately ended up feeling like for me like oh gotta get in and do my dailies Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i I, so i think it's good to say like hey we're not gonna push you to be doing an insane amount of these every day i do think a lack there's a lack of variety from that because like one nice thing about world quests is if there's one or two you maybe don't like doing at all you just have to wait a couple hours, and it goes away, and something else pops up in its place, and you're like, all right, well, good, I can go do that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I, I kind of, I mean, I don't know how they are. Maybe they're all a lot more fun than they used to be back in the day, but uh, I, I think a lack of variety is a bit of a bummer, but yeah i i don't know i mean to me you say there's less world quests you need to do in a week and i'm like oh thank god that sounds like a huge positive what
0: what it feels like to me is that they're tuning and they done they're not quite to the perfect arrangement yet like i do think it is better less is better in this case and so i think you're right um and i think a lot of players would agree with you but i think that they maybe dialed back a little too much so maybe they'll just you know they'll 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 tune it forward and it'll be fine um but I really like the world right now. The tone of Dragon Isles is such a rad place. Um, flying is actually really fun. Like my, That's the only other complaint is when I play uh, in other content and parts of the other parts of the world, like for whatever reason, a quest will say you got to go to Orgrimmar and do some shit or whatever. The Dragon Isles dragon writing doesn't work there. So, I
3: do think that's dumb. They need to change that. They need to change everybody that. knows that dragon riding is coming to everywhere in the game. Like, yeah. that's the easiest prediction to make about the future of WoW in the history of predictions. Yeah. Like, one, the Drakthir can already do it. And two, like, obviously they're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: So, uh, I feel like, just do it. Yeah, just do like it. That's what, that's what we need, just do it. Just
0: do it and make it just work. Like, I don't know why it can't. There must be some technical thing I don't know about, or else I think it, it just There would. can't
3: be, because the Drakthyr can do it. Yeah, that's true, right? right?
0: That's true. Like that
3: That race can do that. That's part of their racial abilities. So I cannot think of any reason why they wouldn't be able to do it.
1: Well, they're need... just gating it to see gauge feedback before putting it all across the the world. Maybe, maybe. it'll be like a a mid patch of some kind, or because if you wanna... maybe you'll, we'll get Cataclysm too, and then that, that's when it'll get added as the next X-Pack. Oh, it could be.
0: But I, the way I want them, I mean, it just just it's so much more dynamic and fun to travel in this way. Um, it's almost a game into itself. I just want to do that everywhere. Let me go to the Barrens and fly like that. Like, don't make me do the freaking slow ass regular flying thing plus they encourage you you know you're double tapping space bar for certain moves and hitting other buttons to do like deep dives and all the stuff you do as you build out your dragon during your leveling you still might i'm having muscle memory while i'm in the middle of the barrens and i'm double tapping space bar to no avail it doesn't do anything and i'm like oh yeah right i can't do shit with that here so so there's a few things like that um but i think that they I there I f- smell the love of the, in this new zone in these new zones like it just feels like they really went hard on like <laughs> I can smell the
1: love <laughs> smell, smell the that. love the dragon love uh it's good though
0: I like it a lot and um I'm 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 going to keep at it you know how will I do long long tail I don't I don't know
1: um do you think if they bring dragons to all of Azeroth nobody uses any other mount but dragon Oh I wouldn't I mean I, I do would think hope they,
3: that they would Give an option to maybe use that with other mounts, but I don't, I don't know. That's I don't know kinda... why they
0: couldn't. Like graphically, they're not any different than a Drake or something that you well, already don't have. do they do like
3: soaring animations and stuff like they that? They do,
0: and I don't. Yeah, that's the part. Maybe they don't have that in there. You know? Yeah. So it maybe would be a know. lot
1: of work to retroactively add some anims for yeah. everything, right? Yeah. So
0: And maybe they can come I, up with some. I know that way. was
1: my big
3: like muscle memory issue when i went back to wow to try it was going from final fantasy to wow i i got on a mount uh, because it looked like a cool mount and i pressed spacebar to fly and it didn't fly it just jumped like an idiot and i was like why can't my mount fly i can fly Because in Final Fantasy, literally every mount, whether it makes sense or not, flies.
1: Flies. Right? Yes, Final Fantasy and has tanks that fly. And <laughs> Cars.
2: I got One into, war
1: two tanks. They're just
3: floating around. Yep. And I got into I got into WoW and I was like, why the hell can't my mount fly? Yeah. And it took me a long time to remember, oh right, that's a thing over here. That's a ground mount. Not yeah. everything can fly.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
3: There's a lot more ridiculous things that fly in Final Fantasy than tanks. That's not even that's not even halfway know, up the list but of ridiculous
1: I, things. I was very irritated when I saw like an old school World War II tank flying around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're just anything <laughs> just goes didn't. here. Like yeah. it's, it's 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 one of those places. Yeah, I mean, like, one th- it's like, one thing they, to have
3: they make <laughs> attempts on most of them. Like the turtle at least spins around like Gamera and fire comes out of its legs, and it's like, okay, well that's how it flies. The best one is a gorilla where it they didn't they were like we don't know how to make the gorilla fly it just runs through the air like there's no there's no special <laughs> no animation for it there's yeah. no effort the gorilla just goes huh. it just flies off into the air there's, there's really
1: gorilla you should they should form a guild and do like the flight <laughs> of the gorillas gorilla or something guild. Like that. yeah
0: I like that. That's pretty good. Like the running of the ho- uh, the running of the pigs or whatever it is we do in EIE. What's it called? No, the running of the cows or well, it was the
1: march of Murloc. It was the Merlock march at Blizzcon?
0: Yeah, but
3: there's yeah the running we do- of the bulls. It's
1: all Torrens. No, oh, right? running of Something the bulls. Like that.
0: That's what it is. Yeah, and they do Torrens, all Torrens, and then sometimes it's a gnome, not a gnome thing, goblin thing, because gnomes suck. F f f gnomes.
3: There's also T-Rexes that fly. They don't really have anything besides what looks like they're just swimming <laughs> through the air.
0: I love that. I mean, part of me part of me just wishes they just opened it all up and part of me kind of appreciates that there are ground mounts versus air
1: mounts and There's like, got to be a line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, no I think fun- the <laughs> I have
3: learned that there shouldn't be. That there doesn't need to be. That's just better <laughs> if you get to pick what mount you like, and it flies. I yeah,
1: even if it's a tank, though. i even tell you, a a when you get into VR, you'll really like VR chat, because anything freaking goes in there. Oh, yeah, yep. everything flies yep. there. It's better.
0: Well, okay, so it's good. I like that game, and I will keep at it. Uh, there are for sure adding more mounts in that will be Dragon Flight mounts, you know, Dragon Riding mounts. The question is, how soon can I take those in other parts of the world? I would really like to. But there's an advantage, by the way, of not changing all the old stuff to do it. It'd be cool if you could toggle it, maybe. In fact, you know what? Just let me toggle it with the new ones. I just like the idea of like, there are certain situations where I just want to hover up there and hang out in my flying mount. And there are other times where I want to be actively flying it, like in, with dragon riding. And um, dragon riding mounts can't stop midair and float there. You yeah. go until you land and you got to decide what you want to do. So it's, you know, it's.
1: That's a little strange. I mean, it's I fun. Dragon could handle that, you know.
0: <laughs> it could, yeah. That's why I'm saying a toggle might be nice, or something, uh, or even a button. Uh, I don't know.
1: Toggle would be good. Iron Man VR does that. You have a button when you, because mostly you fly around with your rocket hands, right? But when you want to just float, press yeah. the button, float. You yeah. Can, your hands free, you can shoot. Yeah. So yeah, a toggle for. I, I'm surprised you can't hover in in Dragon Flight. Dragon. Yeah, it's weird.
0: You that could take your there. regular. The problem is also you can't do regular flying mounts there yet. So I can't even decide to use one to float in Dragon Isles, whereas I can do that in any other part of the world where I have flying unlocked. But I can't use my dragon riding mounts in those places. So it's see little...
3: that direction makes more sense to me than the other way, though. Mm. It makes it could because normally you wouldn't be able to fly at all right now yeah, in a WoW that's expansion true. because yeah. they would lock you out of that until you know several patches in. So saying like, okay, you're not going to have normal flying, but we'll give you this version of flying. I kind of get that. Like going
1: expansion identity right
3: like, yeah but yeah. The, the old world stuff i feel like you should be able to still do it there
0: yeah i agree right now it sure does make the game fun though i feel like dragon writing is a big fat success in terms of making the world feel fun um i like it a lot so
3: yeah i haven't got my dragon yet but i did play a
1: drag theater and as uh, the, uh, the new craft stuff was great yeah sorry i'll go I ahead just was curious how this is the new crafting stuff uh have any interest to you this go around? Yes. I saw someone post, I think it was Shieldwald, who does the Starting Zone right. podcast. He was saying, I crafted my shield for raid content. And I was like, what? You can do that? Yeah, it's got
0: <laughs> a lot more going on. Um, uh, most people have gotten their head around it, really like it from what I can tell. It is a bit obscure and a little bit not intuitive, the changes. I think they can, mm-hmm. they can smooth that over with some patches and stuff. Uh, I haven't dabbled too hard yet because I just have never really gotten into professions. But well, that's what I, I wanted to you know,
1: know from you because I've, I've been a long-time listener of yours. I know how much you love yeah. professions in World of Warcraft. <laughs> Used to hate them, just hated them.
0: You know, like Skinning's all I ever did because skinning's easy. You're just like, oh, I killed a bear. Let me get a skin and move on. Like
1: That's right, skinning. Skinning is the most time-efficient because it's right there in front of it's you. It's anyway. right
0: in front of you, especially for a hunter who's always killing stuff. But the nice thing about uh, skinning is skinning. So I guess I am dabbling because skinning is all overhauled as well. And even though the convenience of skinning things is still there, having the different grades of skin and going, Oh, that's a two, that's two silver stars or whatever. I want a gold star skin. And how do I do that? Well, there's ways to refine the skins with the right uh, reagents to make them better skins, but also it's possible to learn to be a better skinner in the first place and skin more gold skins. Those get more money on the auction house once in a while, skin will drop that's meant to be right-clicked and learned from, and then you up your skill. There's a bunch of stuff oh. like that. That's all very surface stuff, and there's more deeper in there. And there's also tools you can equip that basically they act as buffs. So uh, I might equip a better knife, but it's just like a icon in my professions tab, and it will let me be, you know, it will ensure a higher percentage of of gold skin rather than silver skin. Okay. Um, What's that your kind another profession? Uh, I do. So I've got that and leatherworking, but I haven't done shit with leatherworking. It's still just sitting there oh, okay. waiting for me to do something and cooking. Okay.
1: So you have the basic, well, apparently ones. there's some high level gear in the leatherworking. So that might be something to,
0: yeah, I should do mail, but cause I, that's what I wear.
1: Oh, right. Right. But, uh, but I,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do yet. I,
3: I thought guess, leather so. working does get to do a little chain mail as well. Like it, it one's does. leather hides, but then there's scales and then they call that chain mail. Yeah. A lot of they knew that, a bunch of hunters would take leather working. Yeah.
0: That, yeah. So you, you can maybe met now more than ever, but it, in the bat in the old days, I did it just because I was like, well, I'm you know I got what I got. I want to make something for somebody else, so I'll try to be good at this. And then I just hated professions back then, so I just never went anywhere. Um, so yeah, I, I want to explore that more, but I've I've you know been focused on other stuff. But I will,
1: for I think. Sure. I'm just curious about it because I, I like to dabble in the professions because I'm usually chasing something. And you know, I heard it was overhauled. Yeah, so I, was
0: curious I like the new sex worker uh, profession. It's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Goldshire,
0: yeah, Goldshire Dance on mailboxes. Yeah, yeah. There's a place in the Dragon Place, but you have
1: to Man, have sex. Can you imagine a lot of dragons? take on sex work and <laughs> oh no, I perfection. don't.
0: Want, I, to I don't want to the see. This is like we're, yeah, we're not, not
1: gonna go down
3: bowls as far as the eye can see. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'd have to change it, the name of the.
1: Yeah, maybe not the best company to implement such a thing, but I still, you know. Just don't have the name. I'm sex positive. Really it's a real job. And, you know, it can, in theory, be a profession in World Warcraft sure. without being gross.
0: Yeah. They just but may then. not be the ones to do it right now, probably.
1: <laughs> you think? Yeah. It <laughs> feels like it's company not company really. recently, <laughs> recently under allegations create sex yeah. worker profession to we be don't, positive. We don't want that. Yeah, maybe not. But it's just fun. It's fun to, I'm just picturing the UI. I'm not trying to bring all the politics of it. And I'm just trying to think what the buttons would look like. That's sure.
0: Nice. They're all called McCree's. picture
1: the buttons.
0: They're all called McCree's. You have to push it. Oh, no, wait. You have to change it to oh, wow. uh, McGillicuddy or Mac- McDonald uh, or whatever. Mc- What's the new uh, one?
1: Was it? Cowboy McDonald?
0: Cow- Cowboy McDonald <laughs> is the new name. Uh, John, let's talk about Final Fantasy XIV, otherwise known as 14, and good. their it's new spot patch. Spot on, man. 6.3, I guess, is the new patch. How's that? What, what are we doing there? What did they give That's you?
3: good. You want to talk about Thirst. <laughs> the final fantasy fans are thirsty fans and this patch delivered um uh, yesterday my twitter trending was nothing but names of a character and people being real real
1: thirsty you mean like erotic them. thirst
3: yeah like erotic oh, okay. thirst not yeah. no, like
1: thirst thirst
3: yeah no they're they're gotcha. a thirsty bunch but yeah. uh no the new patch is great um as usual like you know Final Fantasy gets by on its story, so a lot of it has to do with the story. So there's not a lot I can say in there that isn't just spoilers. But it's um, it's a big story patch. It's a update to the Alliance raid story with a uh, that's basically their bigger raids. Um, they have smaller ten man. I don't remember how many people are in the Alliance raids total, but it's it's bigger. It's basically three groups going through. And, um, it is really solid from what I see. I mean, the big question coming out of Endwalker was, how is the story going to be going forward? Because Endwalker, at its base level, wrapped up the story of Final Fantasy XIV. And their new story that they are telling is very, very good. And I'm hooked. Uh, it felt like a big to be continue <laughs> at the end of it, which made me sad um i it was i didn't fully appreciate what it was like when this game was hundreds of hours before me and every time there was a big hook at the end of a story arc i could immediately get the payoff whenever i wanted now i have to be patient and wait patch to patch and it's it's kind of killing me a little bit but uh the new dungeon was great the new trial was really good not as batshit crazy as the last one, but uh, it was very good. Um, lots of homages to Final Fantasy IV that I enjoyed oh, quite a bit, yeah. and um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else they added. Is there anything in this that I can actually like talk specifically about? And
1: what new World War II vehicle can fly, in the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a Panzer, um, the, Panzer, uh, Panzer. Mount.
3: They added the <laughs> blimp from Final Fantasy VI, yeah, as a mount that you can buy from the gold. Oh, saucer. there you go, a
1: Zeppelin, right? Yeah, and uh,
3: yeah, Zeppelin. And although those are supposed to fly, so that's probably good. Yeah. And
1: yeah, yeah, but still, we're in the World War II theme, <laughs> <laughs> so.
3: Um. Yeah. That that's in there, and uh it's like five
0: thousand. Is this gameplay I'm, I'm seeing going to be able to buy it? Anytime. This raid or whatever, whatever it is coins. I'm seeing. Awesome. It looks no, you're like, looking at PvP. Okay, but this looks like a tr- like a like a track, it's
1: track and feel. I was I was going to make the same content comment, but I didn't want to you know interrupt John or just you it know. Feels take it that very direction. track now and field to me. Yeah. Oh, there's a flying yeah, bear. It's, All right,
3: it's uh you're looking at PvP.
1: Uh, Final Fantasy 11 is, has a very diverse in all vectors. 14 is very but diverse you know. in all vectors, or 14, 14 is very diverse uh, in all vectors, be it, uh, level, uh, design vehicles, characters, flying That's bears, one thing that struck me or just in game mechanics, love the barding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely treasure my experiences, barding in that game. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a good game and, uh, I was just, but yeah, it looks like track and field quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
3: think it's supposed to. I think the idea is like this is a a sport, like this is competitive sport. Their PvP right. is not presented as like gen- genuinely trying to kill each other. It's presented more as training or games or things like that. Hmm. Um, so it's uh, yeah, I think that's probably an in- intentional. It's actually my favorite of the PvP fields.
0: Oh, so. Do they have, uh, uh, they still got the little tiny Lapo, Lapo, whatever the names are. What's the, what's the little, yeah, name, Scott,
3: sure? weirdly enough, they didn't remove an entire playable race <laughs> from a patch. I know That's that shocks shame. you because there's such a long-standing history of companies doing that in an MMO, just going, we know a lot of people play this, but uh, yeah. we've decided that because Scott Johnson doesn't like, them, yeah. We're going to remove them on this patch. Yeah. So, I want them yeah, all no, to wake weirdly, up. Weirdly, they decided to, to keep them.
0: I want all those players to wake up, log in, and go, Oh, I'm a human. What happened? And just, you know, have them explain it. Oh, nobody liked these little twerps. So, you're now these I mean, big.
1: Twitter uh, would be insufferable if that happened for oh, months. Can
0: you imagine? Oh, my Lord. Uh, Elon Musk would have to intervene on that day on Twitter. That would be so. I bad.
3: think there is a pattern. I think so many people go to that game hating Lollifels, and then they play through it. And then they get to a place where they're like, you know, I think I want to play as a Lollafell. Oh, I think no. that's the path that it goes. Because I, I felt, I was just like, eh, they're not for me. I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to be like, I hate them, they should be removed from the game. <laughs> but I didn't like them. Like, that was the obvious no. Like, when I made my character, I looked at all the options for basically every race except the Lalafels. I was like, well, we know it's going to be a no here. And then once I played through the game, I was like, yeah, but I should make myself as a Fell and see what it's like, because yeah. I'll be like a tiny little me running around in the game, and that'd be fun, and it was. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think everybody comes to the table with preconceptions, and then once I think you've played the game and you see what they are, and they just kind of blend into the world, you're like, eh. I turns out I like fun and it seems fun and I'm going to go play. Yeah, you yeah. just
0: it's, it's lowering of standards. It's fun. You can t- you do that how in all I ended sorts. ended up
1: things. a dwarf and wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I played I was playing Drenai. Drenai? Yeah, I'm saying that right. Yeah, Drenai. Yeah. Drought, drought, <laughs> Yeah, I love Drout that Eye. R&B band from the uh, 90s, Drought, drought, Tonight. Yeah, Drought, um, drought, Tonight. They were great. Triple D. Are, I think I'm thinking of Bell Biv Bovo or something <laughs> like that. But Drought, <laughs> drought, <Trout, Trinai>. But <laughs> It's a deep R&B cut for all yeah. you R&B fans out there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, no, but I was like, oh, let me play a gnome, just like John said, right? I played enough. Wow. Like, maybe I want to play this little race. I saw a cute little warlock one, and maybe, it, and then I was like, oh, hell no.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't want to be this. But dwarf, uh, low stature person. So great. But yeah, they're bad. I love dwarves, yeah. and I like goblins. Yeah. I just, I made a dwarf for a long time because not a lot of people play dwarves, and not a lot of people play dwarf women. And not a lot of people play dwarf women warriors. They're always priests for some dumb reason. It's like girls can't swing swords. I was like, F that I'm going to be the most feminist player in war. (laughs) And uh, there you go.
0: All right. I'll give you this, John. Yeah. At least I can pick that Lala fell deal Mm -hmm. and end up with one with a mustache that goes, Hey, we need to go get shit done. Like he can have a low gravelly voice. That's kind of, that kind of fixes a little bit for me. Because that's ridiculous. You know what
3: terrifies me about Lalafels? Hmm. And I'm dead serious about this. I streamed this just to see if I was making it up or if it was real. Yeah. And I had universal agreement in my chat room. that So Final Fantasy, the main character isn't voiced. They're always silence. But you do pick a voice when you make your character for yeah. various grunts and ughs and uh and stuff like that. Um, one of the Fell voice samples sounds exactly like me.
0: <laughs> really? Yes. Do you know which one it is? Not off the top of my Oh, head. man. I bet I could find a compilation. We could narrow it. Let's but see.
3: I can, uh, you know what? I'll record it and I'll send it to well, you. Well, we're busy okay. doing a show. Maybe not right now, but help. I will. I'll, I'll. Yeah. You know, no, no, I'll no, I'm saying
1: it. maybe someone in chat can help us so we can revisit it once they found it. Maybe I don't. Know. But yeah, there's a voice
3: sample for a Lalafell that sounds exactly like me. And I heard it the first time. I was like, the hell? That sounded
0: like my voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, okay, let me try. It's if it's, is it a it. girl voice? The, oh, it's oh. a boy voice. It's a boy voice. Okay, hold on.
1: Yeah, maybe. thanks, Scott. That no, I, I mean, I don't know. Sense. I just, you play a lot girls of girls. are awesome. It's okay. It's not an insult. Okay,
0: that's a girl. Hold on. How
1: about it's this? It's not song? an insult to sound like a girl. Oh, <laughs> Most fast that.
3: food places think I'm a girl when I place my own. <laughs> really? Yeah. Shut up. For real? No, it's true. I get ma'am all the time at drive thru's.
0: Oh, weird. All right. Wow. That surprises
1: me. I mean, it's a drive thru speaker, right? I mean, that. All right, let's try this. <laughs> No,
2: okay.
0: that's not
1: it. John could do that voice, though. I could do
0: it's it. not his voice, yeah. but he could do that one. Okay. okay.
3: Chad is saying Lala Voice twelve.
0: Oh, let's try it, Lala Voice. Let's see, twelve. Lala fell. Voice. Lala fell. Sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Battle voices, male Lala fell voice twelve. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep him going here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> no, I don't think that's it, but it does sound cool. <laughs> well, oh, maybe that is it.
2: <laughs> no,
3: nah, that's
1: not it. <laughs> that's John in the morning. We just went
2: <laughs>
0: all- <laughs> super saiyan there. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like they're continuing their quality uh, business there with 6.3. From what I've yeah, heard, from it's you awesome. And
3: A lot of new quality of life things. I-, I mean, the thing that does my heart good about uh, Final Fantasy patches is you get a little bit of everything there's it's not just like hey here's the new raid there's a new raid there's a new story they also went back and updated old like what would be considered vanilla zones yeah. um to where you can dive underwater and explore underwater there there's really no reason to do that except for just feature parity with other aspects of the game and like, putting those sorts of things in is really nice. They they added some quality of life things for doing dungeons and raids, where now, at the beginning, you get to see the character portraits of everybody in your team, so you know who is who. And at the end, when you give your commendations for people that you thought did really good during the dungeon run, you get to see their portraits. So, sometimes it's hard to keep track of, like, if, especially if there's multiple healers or multiple tanks or, you know, four DPS in a party you're like, well, that one person was doing really good, but I can't remember what their name was. Now their portrait pops up and you can kind of say like, oh, that's the person that was killing it. That's oh, who I'm gonna, I like that. That's who I'm going to give my that's, commendation that's some,
0: fo- that's some fostering community stuff going on right there. Yeah. I would argue. So, Right there in the game. That
3: stuff is is really, really good. And it's it's nice to see those quality of life things continue to be there. and And also just seeing how many people were there for the, you know for the dungeons and raids you know cuz i'm used to in wow that is a that is a big part of those games but not everybody participates in it and to go to the new raid zone and just see a queue of people progressing the story and and forming groups and stuff like it felt good
0: yeah it's always good to see uh you played norco a game i've had on my uh need to play this list for a long time cuz uh Same. boy people yeah. love this uh, how is Norco, and will this convince Bo and I to get off the pot and play?
3: Norco is super cool. So Norco does, it has a really cool art style. It's like, I don't know if it has a name, um, but those people do those like pixel art, like just vibe pictures where it's like a a street and the only like animation is the streetlight changing and it's all done in like pixel art.
0: Oh like the girl um, like the lo-fi beats girl uh playing sitting there studying.
3: Yeah, like that, that sort of stuff. Like that and the whole art for this game is kind of in that. It's kind of this pixel mood. Not all of it's meant to be relaxing. Sometimes it's meant to be unsettling and stuff like that. Um but all the art for this game is like that and it's got a really cool look. It's got kind of a unsettling but good soundtrack. Like, it does a good job of just making you feel uncomfortable at times. But I think you're supposed to. So I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it's very similar to Citizen Sleeper in that the gameplay loop for it is, like, progressing through a story. But I would say it's a little bit in some ways it's more of a game than citizen sleeper and in other ways you know there's things citizen sleeper does with timers that feels a little more gamey maybe Mm -hmm. but this is definitely like you're constructing a story you're you're finding out about the story but every now and then there will be like quick time event equivalents um it's not exactly what you would expect from a quick time event but similar where it's like Hey, press this at the right time to do this in the story. And it it can kind of impact what would be your dice rolls otherwise. So there was a guy that I had a chance to get in a fight with. And I think that fight could have gone really bad if I wasn't doing good on my button presses in a battle against him. Right. So I think you can somewhat supplant bad dice rolls with, you know, some actual gameplay type mechanics and stuff like that. Um, But it's telling this like, quasi-futuristic story. Like, at first I thought it was pretty grounded, um, but, like, alternate history, because it's talking about, like, wars in America and stuff like that that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, well, it's an alternate history take. And then all of a sudden I ran into a damn android. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're dealing with some, some high-tech business in here as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just... It, it's not just that it's kind of alternate history, but you're also dealing with some sci-fi elements mixed in as well. Uh, It feels like you're kind of unraveling a mystery as it goes. I'm still pretty early. It's about you going back home. Your mother has died. And it's kind of going back to try and put your affairs in order, but you start to find out that maybe there was more to your mother's death than simply her dying of an illness, that maybe there's some other things wrapped up in it and it goes so far as to start getting into cults and um, corporation interference and what it's like to know too much and what to do with that information. And it's an interesting story uh, that takes a little bit to to build up, but I'm really digging it and it, it has a real vibe to it.
0: Yeah. A lot of people gave this, you know, in their top games of the year, different uh, sources did at the end of the year. And I Kept meaning to play it. It was on it's been on Game Pass since like day one, so I had no reason not to play it. And I just haven't gotten around to it. But it's installed and I I'm very interested. I mean, would you would you say is this too simple to say it is a point and click adventure, heavy on narrative? Is that fair?
3: Yeah. I, that's a great way to describe it.
0: Okay. Well, I'm into that, so uh it looks like a lot of reading, but I'll be I'll get in the mood, you know, for the
2: reading.
3: Yeah.
0: And
2: it's And wh-
3: a lot of it feels like so they do a thing called called like the brain web or the brain map or something like that and it kind of helps keep track of things so you don't have to invest quite so heavily into all the reading necessarily as you learn details you can click on your portrait and go to this brain web and you can just click on a portrait so you can you can click on like your brother and it'll be like hey here's blake and here's what I know about Blake. And you can recall information that you've learned about him. And it will also kind of keep track of things you're doing um, in concordance with that character. But then it also shows branches on how it connects to other characters in the story. And it's it's actually a very complicated system that they do a really good job with the UI in containing all that information and making it readable. And it really helps. Like this is a game where I haven't played it in a while. Like I played it early in the week and haven't been back to it. And because of how intuitive that is, I don't think I'll be lost when I go back to the story, which happens a lot with point and click adventure games. Oh,
0: that's interesting. What that's unique. Yeah. Cause that happens to me. If I don't go all the way through, it's, it's kind of a bummer. I don't like, I can't do it. Cause I'll be like, what was I doing? Who was this guy? I don't remember this. So that's nice. That's really cool. All
1: right. Interesting. Been All wanting right, to so play that. You give it a recommend or?
3: Yeah, I mean, especially if you have Game Pass and you can play it for free. I mean, that's a no brainer. But I, I think I actually bought this on Steam because it was on sale, and this seemed right up my alley. And uh, so far, it has been. Um, it's All been right. really, really cool. Yeah. It. So uh, that's Norco
0: norco uh all caps is that short for something in the game or does that give anything away
3: um i think it's a i think that's the corporation in oh, the okay. game okay if i remember correctly
1: okay, So it's not like don't be a norco <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right it's a
0: misspelling right. it's a typo it's supposed to be narco so there's that or maybe it's corpo but they spelled it norco Wait, I mean, that would be corco <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah. it's definitely not
1: corco uh, yeah it's something uh, once again, blowing yeah. on our
0: minds in Vampire Survivors, you're 100 achievements again, even with the new DLC. Uh, I guess you're just going to keep that thing always at its on its toes. How many
1: hours are you in this game now? Yeah. I'm 90
3: hours into Vampire Survivors. I feel like
1: you play Vampire Survivors about as much as you play Final Fantasy 14. Feels like it.
3: Um, sometimes I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. Like it's not a it's, criticism. I'm just saying. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's, it's good. Know, it's, turns uh, out it turns out Vampire Survivors is a really good game. Um. Yeah, it is my go-to game when, again, I've said this many times about this game, it's why I like it, when I want to be more invested in something else, and but I want to be busy, quote-unquote busy, mm-hmm. doing something at the same time, Vampire Survivors is great for that, because I don't have to be so focused on the game that I will lose track of what I'm watching, be that a movie, I've been going through Andor, uh, like... Vampire Survivors is great for Andor, because I want to give Andor a lot of attention, Mm -hmm. and uh, Vampire Survivors is great for that. Whereas if I'm doing something else, if I was playing Norco or something, I'd never be paying attention to what's on the second screen. So that's what this game is great for, but honestly that DLC is really solid. Like The stuff they added to the game is really cool weapons, really cool mechanics... Um, some really neat things that they've added into the game uh, I think the DLC is definitely worth the four bucks or whatever it costs to, to get that
1: by the uh, way by the way we got we have a, a hero celebrity in the chat we got Trixler here. <laughs> How's it going, Tim? <laughs> Good to see you. And he recommends.
0: Why'd you, why'd you pick? I that? don't know. I I picked. That. I was trying to find like a or something, but right, I couldn't. That's
1: the official <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Trixler music. In chat, Trixler's uh, in the chat, everybody. Um, but, well, that was not my. Well, I just want to say he mentions that uh, there's an integration, uh, the Twitch integration.
2: Oh, with. Have played on that stream? I haven't, I haven't done it yet. What What does
0: you it should. do? Does it? Uh, do, do people launch waves at him with? Text commands. Well, and stuff. I'm
3: sure they're not going to do anything to help you. They maybe they will. Maybe they would be kind. But I, I, I've played. I've seen Bo get killed by his Twitch chat before. I know the. Yeah. I know the well, way. Let's disco tend to
1: Elysium. Die. That's that's a feature for that game. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I accidentally
3: helped in that
1: vote, but you did. Are you playing it on stream much, or is I it? Did. Is it just? Is it you know, a one-handed warrior with the Steam Deck kind of deal? <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, well, just, I feel like you're baiting me, but, uh, yeah, it's been
2: basically
3: just one-handed
2: I am,
1: I am most definitely not
2: baiting you.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you, it
0: is a one-handed experience.
1: Oh, yeah, but well, I mean, you can, you know, um. It's a single thumb experience. You can make craft dinner with the other hand. You gotta cook <laughs> dinner for the kids, like burgers and craft dinner. You can do that one-handed Yeah, um, while you're playing Vampire Survivors. Uh, I know I've cooked dinners playing Snap. Snap is a a dinner cooking friendly game, and Vampire Survivors seems like it could be as well.
3: Yeah, I mean. yeah, absolutely, it is. It's it's the game. Whenever you sit down and you've got like video game choice paralysis, you're like, oh my gosh, we live in an age of abundance. What am I gonna pick? What am I gonna play? Mm. Um, Vampire Survivors is such an easy pick. It's like it's like the let's order out or you know let's go through the drive through of video games. It's just the easy choice. It's you're going to have a good time. You don't have to get too invested in it. You don't have to get good. You just play it. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be comfortable. It's it's phenomenal. And the DLC is great. Everybody should get the DLC, too.
0: Well, that is the truth. Uh, It's a great game. You're not wrong. It's not quite well. Never mind. I don't want to start that beef again.
3: No,
1: it's um, better. <laughs> I know. No, let's not bring up Soulstone <laughs> Survivors. I like Soulstone Survivors <laughs> a lot. Um, all
0: right. I'd, although I have to say, I didn't like there's. I didn't like having everything covered in snowmen in their last event. It's fine that they have events, but I. Oh, actually, I found a way to turn it off. Never mind. No more complaining. It's good. It's
1: fine. Uh, Bo, let's get uh, wow.
0: before we get to me. John and I out of outrage
1: ever. <laughs> Sean and I have a shared game before we just get to the Oh shit.
0: There. I'm this sorry. Season. I skipped that. I didn't mean to do um, that. Yeah. Tell no, it's us.
1: okay because we can bring it here now. I only I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you play Death Stranding recently? Not this week. Oh, I played it, I I thought played we it both a couple of it weeks week. ago. Okay. So you just dropped in my chat. So I tried Death Stranding on stream this week. Um for two hours. How'd it go?
3: He played um, it probably for about. It 10 was minutes. basically That's watching
1: as, long as he played. No, no, I, it's two hours, but the actual play time was probably ten minutes. <laughs> it's like it's like I watched a movie. So I can, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to play it another time before I elaborate on it. But I'm just going to. I can tell everyone now. You're in for two hours of pretty much watching cinematics for the first two hours. I can promise you that. Um, that so is a that Kojima,
0: do why doesn't Kojima just make movies? He he clearly, that's He's, what he preferred He is going to, do. to, yeah. Okay. I mean, He's
1: it's not a bad thing. It. The game may be good. I just haven't really tasted too much of the game. I climbed up a few ladders. I went pee <laughs> and stumbled in water, and that's about as much gameplay as I got. So I carried just core, a dead body just on core prep.
0: You did core prep. That's what you did. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, I just, I thought maybe you had played it this week, so both of our reactions would be fresh, but I was actually... I was playing action games, so I was a little frustrated when I booted that up and didn't do anything for two hours. <laughs> I'm just watching a movie. It's all right. Like It's good, but yeah. Do they explain the baby thing in that yeah. game? In the beginning, I mean, the word explain is a looser definition in this reality than mm. in our reality. Okay. So okay. things get explained, but they still don't make sense. And uh, there was a, someone who said they were a chemist in my Twitch chat saying this game is like triggering me because everything, they're using words wrong. Like they talk about chirality and he's like, you know, that's not what chi- chiral doesn't mean that, you know, it's Star Trek. This is not, they just use sci-fi terms and science terms willy nilly to explain bullshit like time rain, which I actually kind of appreciate. There's rain that makes you old. Yeah, and I don't know how you can tell the difference except people freak out when there's rainbows. They're like, "Shit, a rainbow!" and they start freaking the hell out, which is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's the most kajima. I'm I've heard. I'm liking it. I just was mad that I didn't play anything for two damn hours, yeah. um, but uh, you know, there you go. It's it's uh, so far so good. Okay. Uh, but let me play it a bit more, and I'll get back to everyone. All right. I'm very curious I saw John it. played it, so I, th- I just thought we'd both have something to talk No, about.
3: I played it a few weeks before, and then All I right. saw you were going to play it, and I was like, I got to see what Bo thinks of, thinks of this, because right. he would be going through the same stuff I went through. And- Too early
1: to judge. Some stuff, uh g- giving me, uh, you know, don't like, but some stuff, uh, pretty cool. A lot All of right. production value. So. Ball, what All right, you- let's uh, move on to what I actually played for most of this past week. Yeah. There was a sale on Steam: Borderlands Two VR. I oh. was like, "What? This exists?" Insta-purchased and lost uh, two days to it. Um, okay, so let's. It's a bad port, all right. Skyrim VR, Fallout <laughs> VR levels. It's a bad port. Like, do not go in here expecting um, interesting controls or interesting thing. They just literally did the bare minimum in terms of making sure you could shoot a gun. And use your floaty hands. Um, they also didn't add multiplayer to the damn thing. The idiots! Like it's Borderlands. Like I want to play with friends. I, I, this would actually be something I could rope people into. It was on sale for twenty bucks. I could buy buy my friends a copy and just get them to even play for an afternoon. Um, because you will find, interestingly enough, that in spite of the misgivings, there are people who really, really like this game. And for good reason. It's the whole age-old port issue. You buy games made for the VR experience, and they're great, but they're short or lack triple-A production value, even if it's 10-year-old production value. Uh, This is a fully realized game with all the DLC, all the stuff, all the characters, blah, 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 you name it. And, I mean, I played a ton of Borderlands 2, so coming back to this was a nostalgia trip, but to play it in 3D was awesome. Uh, you can't two hand guns. You just put your controller out and shoot the guns and zooming in is really weird. You get a little screen that pops up and because your hands are shaky, it's actually hard to aim. Yeah, that was weird. But, I'd
0: see it in your video. But when
1: you run up to people with a shotgun mm-hmm. and you blow them apart and a cloud of blood emerges and they go flying, it is extremely, extremely satisfying. And the game features a, a new ability on all characters where you can just go into bat- BAMF mode, which is slow motion. So you'll shoot some of the shotgun and they go, <laughs> and all this blood and limbs and guns and loot will fly. Like I'm looting in the air as the slow motion loots popping up, like doink, 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 doink. I want that. <laughs> um, the 3D aspect of this game, because it's kind of bombastic and stuff blows up really good the boner farts aka the bully wongs Uh, that's a quest this is borderlands welcome to borderlands humor um they jump at you and they feel really massive these giant gorilla yeti creatures jumping at you and you're like oh shit um and it's the full game bad jokes and everything uh you've just got to embrace it the borderlands 2 for me is probably a high mark in the series although i think 3 is very good but um I was surprised. I didn't know this existed. I was like, holy crap. And I got it on sale for 20 bucks. I think it's on sale till January 17th. Again, not mind blowing VR stuff, but enough of a port that if you liked the game, this will be of great novelty to you. I just wish it had multiplayer. Mm. I just wish it had, I just want to, I want a friend in there. I don't care if they look goofy and they don't do a good job of making your teammates look good. Like if it's all just bendy and weird, I kinda wanna play with other people because it feels a little lonely. But um it's it's good. I didn't uh, even know this it, existed. It was this this wasn't like, the game. It, this game is so bad, it's not even designed for quest two. If you watch the gameplay you're showing, yeah. the is broken, mm-hmm. like it's all there, but it's jumbled. <laughs> it's super <laughs> jumbled the aiming reticle you have to turn it off because it's wrong <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like it is janky as shit and yet it's one of my favorite experiences because it is a full game you know with with the voice acting with the production value and the fun loop that borderlands 2 has which is blow shit up get new guns blow up more shit go down a skill tree i had been kind of playing a lot of different games not finding the one that clicked for me. And when I played this, I was like, this is what I'm looking for. I need something Diablo, like not necessarily an ARPG, but something that has loot and progression and just easy action. And this game made a lot of sense. I lost two days when I finished my second stream, my face had like a permanent imprint where the headset was and like, (laughs) like it it took an hour for it to, you know, when you like your socks, you you have too tight socks on, you get those marks or like underwear. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like that mark on my face after playing. Um, It was, and and what's nice about it is when they do ports, you still have to use a controller. So this, at least you do have your hands free and you can kind of shoot like a badass with Mm -hmm. a real gun.
2: Sure.
1: Um, Just don't expect to do any sniper rifling because that kind of precision aiming is a, it's not well supported with any aim assist in this game and it's just pretty hard. So sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I played a lot loved too. It, loved it. Is it, so this I, is a separate thing though. You can't just get this as an add on to your existing border. No, too. It's just no but it's,
1: it's a one purchase deal. You don't have to buy DLC, all the okay. DLC and bullshit's included. Okay. Um, it's a free DLC that you have to install to get the rest of it. Yeah. Normally 60, 70 bucks. So it's on sale for 20 Canadian. It might be less for you. Um, I jumped on this and a lot of it was nostalgic, uh, a trip, which by the way, the, some of the soundtrack in this Borderlands two is super good. And I incidentally found out we were talking about Jasper kid with dark Tide. Mm. He worked on the tracks on this. Wow. and I'm like, oh, no wonder they're so damn good. Like borderlands two is some of the menu, the, the title screen or the main menu screen, it's so dope. The like, um, there's this harmonica sound in some of these, um, open desert areas. It's amazing. And just nostalgia, man, just like soaking it all in. That's great. great. And we showed this on the video. One last thing, those flying things, like the driving, you know, the driving is kind of bad in Borderlands. Mm -hmm. It is amazing in VR because it's pretty easy to control. You just push up and the direction you're facing, it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when you shoot, when you shoot the vehicles or the planes, They have it in such a way that guys fall off of it. Hmm. And in VR, when you're chasing a vehicle and a guy flies in the air going, like flying by, it gives you the real like Mad Max experience of blowing people off the car and seeing things go flying or or a plane explodes and three dudes just fall to their death right around you. And it's like there's an energy to it that is awesome that really uh, breathes new life into this older title. Um, Love it. That's great. I have a special request. Uh, yeah. That's somewhat related
2: Go. to this uh-huh. topic.
0: Go,
3: Jamie. I know you're listening. Yeah, your mashups are great. We are. Can we get a mashup of Bo throughout the history of the show? I know I'm asking for a lot. <laughs> Pitched down so he sounds like he's being interviewed by the FBI and hiding his identity. Yeah, describing the way he kills people in VR. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh like a man secret, uh, homicidal maniac
3: has all the ways he's described death in vr and how much he likes it just,
1: just murder that. and killing is just so much better in vr like absolutely it, it really is like pretend killing and murdering in a video game it's so cool well that's great
0: that's cool i'm happy to hear that is as fun as it is even though it, clearly it's janky um yeah, expect
1: jank. Yeah. A, a, a big warning label. But if you're a VR enthusiast, you kind of I feel at this point you're already in to try things that are gonna be a waste of money. Like <laughs> it happens, you know, it, it's not a settled, it's a new it's a frontier, and uh yeah, sometimes you spend money on things that aren't that hot. But sure if you like VR, you like Borderlands, this is a no-brainer. Borderlands 2 got me thinking, yo. I haven't played Borderlands three. I bought it like years ago and haven't touched it. <laughs> Never. Like I should play it. Cause I'm really enjoying Borderlands two. So I've lost two more days to Borderlands three.
0: I uh, like Borderlands three.
1: Three is very good. Three. Having just played two, three improves on the gameplay incredibly. You can do sliding. You, there's mantling the guns are like super responsive. The sound of the guns in borderlands two is pretty toy gun sounding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in three. They make everything sound like in mm-hmm. sci-fi. They got some real wild guns in borderlands three, too. that like, I have a sniper rifle that when it hits somebody, it shoots three rockets up into the air and the rockets come down <laughs> and explode everywhere. Like there are just some like preposterous ass guns in borderlands three. And, um, Again, I think the sale is also happening for Borderlands Three. All the expansion contents heavily discounted. I think there's a single click buy for everything. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of Borderlands Three at the moment, and um, I think it I like improved. You're right about bold, the game type
0: or the gameplay has improved massively. This the writing uh, maybe took a dip. It's not amazing.
1: Yeah, that's the overall consensus is that like Borderlands Three. I think it's you know they're going to other planets. There's some good stuff in there. There's Bo's Burgers. Yeah. which I like way better than Bo's Afraid. There's a whole quest where a guy named Bo just wants to serve burgers. So you help him get burgers. Sure. They also make a few cracks at podcasters that I thought was pretty funny too. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember them exactly, but at one point there's some guy who wants to be a podcaster or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Claptrap's got to help him out. Um, there's still some funny bits in there. Um, I would say it's like, I th- it's a little more toned down. I think his handsome Jack is a pretty memorable villain, and uh, the Calypso twins—they're all right, like, but they're not really cutting it. They're um, just playing. I don't know. They're, they're doing this try. Borderlands. Thing. I'm not here for the story. No, I know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm cool with it. Honestly. That's my take as well. Yeah. And I did chuckle at a few, but it's not. It's not like I think Borderlands 2 is not that funny, but Crofton finds the humor very funny, and that makes me want to laugh more because. I'm he will like something immature will just make him laugh and then I'll find it funny that he thinks it's funny and then it'll end up being funnier. And so like Borderlands 2, the Borderlands series does have that fertile ground. If you have an immature friend that can't help but laugh at these things, it increases the enjoyment of it. Um, anyways, Borderlands 3 is a real winner. Uh, I'm, in, I'm playing both. <laughs> it's a Borderlands week this week. Nice.
0: No. Borderlands for all, I always say. Uh, well, Excellent. I got one more. Game. on. My oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to hear about this one. Even though it's VR again, John, Jesus might weep again. I really want
2: it's, to hear about it's this. It's
1: a both game. It's a non-VR game and VR game. It has VR support. It's a little game called Thumper. Um, in both versions, you play as a beetle of some kind, a, a space lasery beetle. Yeah. And
2: Ring, you're Ringo. down basically a
1: Hot Wheels track. Yeah. And you don't make any decisions. You go down the track. And you—it's kind of a rhythm game, but you're in this weird, like, art graphic zone. Like, it's not—it's not space. It's not a planet. It's just uh, an abstract. It's meant to be like trippy. It's right? a
3: trapper keeper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Canada. That's fine. That. Scott got it. It's fine. We, we yeah. can just keep going. American
0: trapper yeah. keepers. It's part of our. It's ingrained in our soul. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So, but basically the idea is it's a rhythm game, but there's, it's, it's not like music rhythm. It's like the game will provide you with audio cues and then you have to do sort of timing to the beat on the things it asks of you. The controls so far are left, right, and the A button and the bumper when you have to go through long turns, but man, does it get like, it gets complicated and there's bosses that appear at the end of the thing and you got to throw bombs back at them by doing the thing Right. And they blow up. The game is pretty great looking on a flat screen. Uh, but in VR, oh, man, it, it, you know, it, it's
0: real trippy. It looks like a like kind of game that would have, like, 12 seizure warnings before you put that headset on. <laughs> you know? Yes,
1: absolutely. This is one of those. Uh, we're not, you know, not friendly for anybody with epilepsy, I guess you could say. Sure. So, um, but it is, it is, it was a fun experience. I just wanted to log in to play, like, you know, just try it out for 10 minutes. I ended up, I was on my a couch for three hours just i was like three hours went by i was like holy shit just like getting mesmerized in this track it, it looks pretty sick in vr and in vr it looks the exact same way i guess this is you just see the beetle in front of you and you play the game and it's a perfect example of a vr experience that is awesome but you don't have to stand up and swing around you know break a sweat like it's a fun i can sit down and get it. play a trippy game uh it's pretty dope and it's not an expensive game if you wait for a sale even it's like i think you got it for 10 bucks yeah um
0: and this thing's on everything recommend. they had this came out in 2016 originally and it was a windows playstation 4 thing then oculus then htc Vive, then playstation vr headsets then the switch got a version xbox one got a version uh, i think phones have it oh, yeah ios and android have it like it's weird how far thumpers reach went um
1: it, it was like the, i think it's, it's, a, it's a simple in, in game that looks gorgeous So i think probably gets sales based on how it looks you know yeah. like yeah it reminds me of res cool.
0: would you compare it remember
1: res did you ever play that it was like no res missed me um mm. old dreamcast game turned i, I, I kind of remember what it looks like like it, it res is a trippy game right like yeah, res is very
0: it's cool. always whenever i see screens of this i always think of res for some reason but
1: yeah, this, is, this yeah. is more just like a rhythm game. You'll want to pay attention to the audio cues as well as visual cues. Um, and it's meant to be like trippy and sort of horrifying, but also beautiful at the same time, I guess. It's it's really cool. And
0: chat says it's a lot like
1: uh, audio, what is it? Audio surf. Audio surf, play yeah. a lot of audio S- surf. Similar uh, type game, yeah. it's uh, And, you know, on the VR side of things, like when you go into that weird tunnel and everything's a triangle now, like, it's pretty trippy in VR. You're just like, Whoa, did you ever, okay. did, did
0: you feel like you couldn't be in there very long? Like just from a no, comfort no. level. No. I,
1: that was a comment I got with borderlands 2 VR because in that game, there's a lot of jumping. Like I'm constantly jumping, dodging, spinning around and, and people, there was a few people in chat who were like, I don't know how you can play, how do you play this? Like, what are you training? Do you do to play this in VR without getting sick? And I'm like, I get zero sickness. Hmm. If I watch, uh, uh um, if I watch like a, a video on a roller coaster, I mm-hmm. might feel some like butterflies in my stomach because I've, I'm getting fooled into thinking I'm about to drop. Yeah. But for the most part, I get no sickness and I'm pretty like level-headed. Just that's great. T- going through the craziest shit because Star Wars Squadrons is kind of the same thing with that six degrees of freedom on flying ships. But. For sure. Huh. Anyways, Thumper, that's a good VR game. That seems all right to now. me.
0: Uh, all right. Well, speaking of thumpers. <laughs> not really.
1: We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do a Dear Martha. We
0: got a magazine. We're going to drop a <laughs> in, the,
1: in the gravity well.
0: Yep, that's right. Well, we're back, Cigarette. everybody. Don't make I, me
3: sad. Don't say I, things like, "Wait, you have to pay for kids' braces in America." Yes, and it's a shocking amount of.
0: Do luck. they wait? Do they not? Do braces not? Uh, oh, sorry, braces in other lands, other other realms. Do they not have to pay for their
1: kids' braces? Is that? D- Depends on your health coverage, you yeah. know, so like
0: both, you had to go get braces. Will they cover it? I
1: think I'd have to pay for braces in Canada. Hang on.
0: Yeah. Cause I don't think that's true. Just everywhere in the world pays for all the braces for kids. I don't think that's a thing.
1: Uh, braces yeah, some places may are sent through dental insurance contracts, according to Canadian association of orthodontics. Well,
3: so you, for but, us, it is covered at 0%. We have to pay for the entire thing and yep. for a couple pieces of metal on teeth. Yeah. It is very expensive.
0: It's very expensive. We, I did the same for my kids. I hated it. I think they'll never truly appreciate what we did for them and how much money we sacrificed for all three of them. There's a reason my parents didn't get me braces. It wasn't because I didn't need them. It's because they were cheap. <laughs>
2: all
0: right uh we're back let's get to it uh where the freaking hell were we oh it's time for dear martha a chance for us to review an old ancient video game magazine uh with uh, john and they're always fantastic today's a little different though you want to explain this at all or are we just going for it
3: no we. they'll figure it out
0: okay um, ju-
3: you just needed to know it was different they'll all right
0: it. i like that a lot here we go let's see if you can tell the difference immediately here everybody Ooh.
3: my dearest
4: martha Enough of these common gaming magazines. Perhaps they satisfy the idle musings of the simple-minded gamers among us. But the time has come for something a bit more sophisticated.
3: A gaming magazine for the elite and well-informed. A gaming magazine above the rabble that frequents the pages of GamePro or Electronic Gaming Monthly. A gaming magazine that values the space between your ears instead of filling it with refuse. I'm speaking, of course, of Intelligent Gamer magazine. The premiere issue from June of 1996. Oh no. (laughs) This magazine is the future,
4: Martha. Inside, you'll find a repository of the most intelligent of
3: video game discussion. Not just from the talented staff, but we bring in a higher caliber of reader as well. Just listen to some of these letters from the brilliant readership of Intelligent Gamer. Hans I wrote in, dropping the hot knowledge bomb that is the simple fact that the video game Knights would be better than Super Mario 64. You won't hear that truth in Nintendo Power, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Or the next letter from Frank P., who wrote in to predict the long-term success of this very fine magazine. Well, it certainly won't be dead in under a year, Frank. You can count on that. Still doubt me? How about a letter from Dan J., wondering if anything is going to stop Sega from taking over the video game world? I'd say the sky's the limit, Dan, but they just released the Saturn, so limitless is the answer there. But it's not just these readers that make up the Intelligent Gamer magazine. We boast more text per page than any other magazine out there. Are our screenshots small and hard to see? Sure. (laughs) But you won't care when you are reading our wonderful articles about the latest version of B-Render 3D software engines, import games being sold in United States stores, gaming life in Japan, or a hot text write-up on SimCopter. (laughs) Now, of course, all this intelligence will still need to pay the bills, so ads are a necessary evil. But there are some real choices in this issue. One I won't even send you, because to show it, I would have to provide a trigger warning, as kids today call it. Let's just say it's an ad for a game development company recruiting on the premise of, Hey, instead of ending it all, why don't you come work for us? (laughs) I'm serious. That's the ad. But the ad I will supply is a rather notorious one for the Sega Saturn. It features an illustrated nude woman conveniently covered by Sega Saturn's screenshots, and then boldly proclaiming in case you didn't notice there is a beautiful naked woman on this page. And maybe even more boldly, when you've got Sega Saturn's triple 32-bit processing power, nothing else matters. It's the epitome of gaming ads in the late 90s, I think. Anyway, you're welcome. For the sophistication of this segment, uh, and that it is brought to your mundane lives today. May we look forward to many more years surrounded by intelligent gamers. Yours in time, S. Beckett96.
0: Oh, I thought there was one more.
2: But
1: did you enjoy doing that, Scott? I did enjoy that. I, I like it a little bit. You know, there's a Maestro VR game. Have you heard of this? No. Oh, my gosh. No. Jesus. So wept. We won't what get happens? into it, but let me just. Toss that idea. Is know, that what you do? Um, you do a lot of this? Yeah, that's okay. the game. You have to learn to conduct an actual orchestra. Is it? Is it games. basically uh, like
0: a rhythm game kind of, just with
1: a twist? You I, know what I mean? I don't know. I have it. I think I played a bit of it. It was very hard. <laughs> no, you yeah. got to do real maestro stuff, like the actual whatever the movements mean that they do. I
2: don't know.
1: <laughs> I well. haven't gotten back to it. Um, but I want to say that was excellent, John. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, it was very well done. And boy, oh, boy, would S. Beckett, if he's still alive today, not be happy with intelligent gamers in 2023. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. what that magazine would be today? Alone? Oh, my gosh, dude.
3: Now, I will say... Perhaps I was being genuine. I feel like it does need to come with a trigger warning. Scott, it is up to you. I did send you the ad that was discussed but not shown during the course of it. Yeah, it's just. If you it- want to show them, it is a genuinely shocking ad that somebody put together.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind, this was in a magazine you could buy on a shelf. This isn't some hidden document that's like super secret or, you know, whatever. So I'm not showing anything too crazy, but. I, I feel like they be they they have a very low bar for how uh, how rough someone who is suicidal how how rough it is on them you know what I'm saying but
3: not even that they've they just, got a very low opinion of what it's like to come work for them
0: yeah well, because no their
3: <laughs> their ad basically is like. You could kill yourself.
0: Yeah. So basically here, here it what is. what if
3: instead you came to work for us?
0: So it's a guy, it's literally somebody with a, I don't know why they got a bag over their head. Anyway, they're tied yeah, up. That's in it. Ex- that's yeah,
2: that's Yeah. That, so they're standing on a suicide. stool. <laughs> like, yeah, You don't need really those weird. extra
1: steps of band- binding your hands and putting a bag over your head. Yeah, it's a little uh. weird,
0: but it says, basically it says that image and then says, or they don't, you know, they don't have other text or come hang with us and then they talk about Let's see, if you're thinking of ending your current situation, come talk to us. We're building a team of talented people who are focused on creating games that people, uh, uh, this is a little blurry, can't get enough of. Boss Game Studios, the new offspring of the Academy Award-winning Hollywood Special Effects Studio, and we need artists with at least two years of experience, 3D modelers, blah, 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 blah. Uh, They just... Oh, recruiters need not bother, it says at the bottom. So they can go ahead and just end their lives, I suppose.
1: And the email, which I don't know if it's still working, noose at bossgame.com. Are you kidding? (laughs) You're going to send your CV to noose. Like, somebody thought this was funny and really didn't. It was not. Nobody told them, like, Dude, yeah.
3: They really decided and, to, and I apologize for the pun, hang their identity on this
1: yeah, in a big,
0: yeah. big way. And, like, yeah.
1: What would happen to the people rejected?
0: Yeah, no kidding. Like, <laughs> if
1: that's the pool you're hiring from, you're going to hire two people and the hundreds of other ones, well, they just got rejected. Well, well, you, they made
3: you, Top, you top Gear Rally? Man, hard. I loved Top, top Gear Rally. Top Gear Rally was though. awesome. I'll say, I'll say this. Their advertisements not very good. Top Gear Rally, super good game.
0: Unbelievably good game. World Driver Championship is also very good. They made two games. Well, they made more than that, but that was the two games they were known for. They were founded in 1994. They ran this ad in 1996. They went defunct June 14th, 2002. They no longer exist. So And we're not going to make the joke. No, we're not.
1: We're not. Why they don't exist anymore, but um No. It's, it's uh, you know, the chat uh, slam says suicide was popularized in the 90s. Um, uh, I'm not sure what that well, means. We but know that's it weird. was
3: supposed to be funny. It's not but, lost uh, on us that they think it's funny. Oh, they it's think it's hilarious. You couldn't run that ad today. No. I just
1: don't know if it was funny back then either. That's. I think the gaming world I mean, was I guess I could. If I was a kid, I'd be like, ah, oh, ha, 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 inappropriate thing. I love it. But, like.
0: Well that's know, what man. it is, right? It's inappropriate and that and people like that when they're at that age of everything's like, funny if it's inappropriate. Everything's
1: edgy. Yeah, like again. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: They also but, made a they made a game but called They
1: want a professional with tons of experience doing stuff. I, you don't want to hire an 18-year-old. No, no, no. I don't know, man. They did it's, make it's, a, it's they, made,
0: they made a game, a snowboarding game called Twisted Edge Extreme Snowboarding. I remember liking that, okay. That was all right. If you like snowboarding games. It was no 1080. Uh but it was all right. Uh okay, well there you go. Great oh, one. That, John. That I like crazy. John's posh voice. I hope more of that guy comes out.
1: Yeah, I like the uh intelligent I like this like Butthole. <laughs> butthole magazine guy is pretty great
0: i like this butthole all right let's move on
3: oh. <laughs> man you're gonna be so glad that you said that so perfectly into the microphone about and we we left a lot time. of blank air on both sides of it it'll yeah. never be abused scott don't worry go. about it i'm sure not
0: <laughs> uh let's move on then to some oh some I'm, other I'm news
1: ahead of time thinking about what it sounds like oh
0: i can't wait i'm sure jamie is already on the the case that's what he does uh, a couple things going on last of us tv show got a really solid premiere date uh, or, or early premiere reviews so the people that got to see the early hollywood premiere thing uh it airs first episode this sunday a couple days from now on hbo max and uh rotten tomatoes already has it at like 98 percent. i think that thing is gonna be good yeah. yeah, sounds
3: like it. Sounds like it uh, does a very good job of adapting that story um, into a new medium and doing some new stuff. And I'm um, excited for it. Yeah.
0: Did you guys know that uh, when we knew Neil Druckmann was involved, the creator of uh, of the game series for, for Naughty Dog, but he and Craig Mazin, who are creators and writers, but did you know that Nick Offerman was in this? I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. He plays Bill. He is-
3: he plays Bill, Bill. and I, I like, I'm excited to see what they do with him. I was I love the actor who played Bill in the last of us. So do you, Scott, even if you don't remember who he is. I don't um, remember. but do you remember I remember the bouncer don't know. at Swearingen's Bar in Deadwood?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah,
3: that was Bill
0: oh. in the original,
2: ok.
3: And he did an amazing job. He was fantastic in that. And there was a part of me that was sad to see he was not going to be playing the role for the TV show. But Nick Offerman is awesome in literally everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited to see what they do with it.
0: The the current um, word is also that our two leads here, uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are both extremely good in their All roles. Right. And um, I'm, I'm super stoked. I can't wait to see it.
3: I hope this launches. I hope this does extremely well. And I hope it launches a trend of video game story adaptations getting proper time, money, and medium uh, to be told.
0: Agreed. Uh, so watch for that. More on that this weekend. I'll, we'll all probably watch it and have something to say next week. So watch for that. Uh, so let's see. Oh, uh, Sony showed off Project, or as, as someone wrote here, Sont. But yeah, I think it meant Sont. Sony. Uh, showed up Project Leonardo. Uh, this is a robot that looks like Leonardo DiCaprio and can act as well as he does. No, I'm sorry, I've what? been told it's wrong. No. It's a, a controller. <laughs> oh,
3: I just saw him like that's click okay. something <laughs> open so fast. I've never seen Bo go from passive <laughs> to interested faster than yeah. when he believed you for a hot second that that's what this was. Yep,
0: it, you, got, was you
1: got me, Scott. That was great.
3: <laughs> I, I watched I the monitor better. glow on his on his face just light up the second you said he was like, "Excuse
0: me." It was like a flash of of, of dawning uh, that. happened. Happen over there but anyway uh this is a controller aimed at uh aiding gamers with limited motor function um i would say this is in the vein of what microsoft does with their stuff as well there's a real push toward accessibility and i think this is great that sony's doing that um i'll take a let me get it up here so people can see it there we go uh pretty pretty crazy looking but you know uh, uh, the microsoft one is also very crazy looking But what I think is interesting is how they really adhered to the PS5 white controller aesthetic uh, for this. It almost looks like it.
3: Apparently, you can can combine it with a default controller. You can use two of them. There's a lot of compatibility, side compatibility, and changes you can make based on what your needs are. It's just cool finding... Like, this is going to sound weird. This isn't the point of this. This is for people that already play games. But I'm not kidding when I say when I was younger... And I was first starting to get into video games. I had a genuine fear that something would happen and I would like lose my thumbs or <laughs> lose my hands or something. And I wouldn't be able to play video games anymore. Yep. I was genuinely worried about this. It was like quicksand and lava and something bad happened into my game playing hands. These were concerns. It does my heart good to see this sort of stuff coming out for people that do have special needs as far as accessibility of controllers, letting games get into more people's hands and be able to play them. Like this is awesome.
0: 100% is agree. Really, really cool. I agree. It's a great initiative. I'm actually glad guy that Sony's fine. They just, they were really slow on doing anything. And I, I know it's not meant to be a competitive market necessarily, but you know, Microsoft's had their thing out for years now and to see Sony follow suit is a really good sign I hope more people do it. I hope we see more peripherals on PCs and other things. Uh, handhelds could use a little love in this regard. Like, I think it's really cool. So like, I'd love to see Nintendo do a couple of, because joy cons have this unique ability to slide off and be another thing, right? Like you can buy a, you can buy a GameCube uh, style joy Con set. Literally. They look like two halves of a, of a GameCube controller slid into your switch for people that want to play smash that way or whatever. I'd like to see Nintendo maybe make a couple of joy cons that are, that have this sort of thing in mind. Yeah. You know, that's so really cool. I think that's rad. I'm I'm all for, for this kind of thing. The Microsoft thing is, I mean, this looks kind of, I hate to say this this week, but it's not really the intent, but Sony's thing is kind of sexy looking. And now I look at the adaptive Microsoft controller. It's fine, but it looks like it's, it's like one of those fake drums you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of yeah. industrial or, or it almost looks like a modded series S or something. It's a weird, it's a weird design, but either way, I think it's cool that this stuff exists. Uh, I'm with John on that. That's very rad. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, not at all connected with any of this, just for the record. Sorry, Bo. Sorry, about Yeah, sorry.
1: No, it's okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> totally fine. Um,
0: all right, here's an interesting one because I thought this already existed with MechWarrior 5, but a unofficial uh, announcement of a standalone new MechWarrior game happened. When they say unofficial, oh. I assume it's not whoever owns it. This is somebody else doing this?
3: It is officially unofficial. So okay. basically,. The the president said, yes, they're making it, right. the, uh, the, uh, the company that's making it. But it's not their official announcement.
0: Okay.
1: But they're working so on a new it's, Mac it's Warrior. An uno-
3: it's an official, unofficial announcement, and an official
1: announcement will come later. Okay. Well, I'm all Meaning in. You don't hold them to it if it never comes to light. Right. He's just talking about what's in development. They're
0: getting you excited for a thing that may or may not happen. Uh, I'm a big Mac Warrior fan. I like this stuff a lot. I have problems with five. Uh, I would like them to fix. Uh, I don't know if this is really Warrior six or something altogether different. I've never played Warrior online. It made me nervous as a as a free to play title. I don't know. I just I could all I could think of was all these little robot add ons that are going to cost you money. And do you
1: I, do you pilot the mech solo? Because I think it would be so rad if the three of us could pilot a mech oh, like, cooperatively. Man.
0: Well, it was always solo the way I played my Warrior, but that doesn't mean they couldn't do something. That'd be amazing. Like I, I agree. One person's
1: the controller, we got a gunner, and then we got the guy that pours fuel into the fuel hole. <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, get um, get Crofton. He'll do the fuel hole.
1: Oh, yeah. no, the three of us.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I'm just thinking, Bo, okay, Bo we'll driving.
1: We'll, yeah, he can do the Yeah, you
0: driving, John on rockets, I'll be on uh, rail gun, and then we put Crofton on fuel hole. And then we got it. That's our team. Love it. Uh, yeah, bring it on. I love giant robots and I love the mech warrior franchise and I I would like more. So that'd be great. Uh, and finally, Yoshi P claims that final fantasy 14 is PS. try again. I'm sorry. Final fantasy 16 stupid Uh, Roman (laughs) numerals. You sure? (laughs) Yeah. Final fantasy 16 is a PS five exclusive despite a lot of evidence. Otherwise, uh,
3: yeah. So in a recent interview, he uh, he basically said, "Like, hey guys, y- you need to buy a PS5 if you want to play Final Fantasy 16." I don't know the exact quote. Is nobody said a word about a PC version releasing? Why is it like a PC version is releasing six months later? Don't worry about that. Buy a PS5. Sorry, I went overboard. We did our best, so please
1: look forward to. No, please don't commit <laughs> for the comment. Uh,
3: and uh, he. So he's being a little tongue-in-cheek about it, but the reason everybody thinks there's going to be a PC version six months later is because originally, during the first announcement, it said that it was also coming out for PC. And then during a second announcement, it said system exclusivity for six months. So people put two and two together, and said, well, I guess that probably means the PC version is coming six months later.
0: Well, not only that, but the 15 was on, same deal, is six months later came to PC. Uh All the other Final Fantasy shit, six months later to a year, comes to PC. Oh, wait, wait, why not? It's the mainline thing.
1: Of course, it will come to PC. The whole thing's predicated on it not happen. Like, you let the cat out of the bag as soon as you release everything you own on the PC client. People are smart, but you know, sometimes they get press trained and it'd be like, don't talk about the version. Talk about the version that's available, not the version. Yeah, I'm sure
3: Sony get. is paying a lot of money for them to pretend like a PC version doesn't exist.
0: I'm sure so, you're right. Yeah. That's yeah, probably what so this is. It
1: probably ticks people off. If you were an ambassador for a brand and you do the exclusivity was up six months later, you shouldn't come out when you're doing press to say, yeah, don't buy the PS5 version. If you like PC, wait for the PC version, which is what you and I would say. But, you know, the shareholders will be like, why did they talk about reality in front of customers? So I would say despite their mixed messaging,
3: if you are insanely excited for Final Fantasy 16 and it looks good... Maybe buy a PS five for it if it's worth it to you. Yeah. But if you would love a PC version, maybe give it six months and see what the situation in the world is.
0: Yeah. Which will probably be there'll be a PC version. So you'll be fine. <laughs> By the way, have you maybe heard my you
3: feel like you can wait six months, save a little money. Yep every month
0: mm-hmm.
1: and
3: after six months you can either buy it on the pc with a bunch left over or buy a ps5 and then play it then
1: there you go so you can be like some of us and buy it in both places like an idiot
0: yeah you bet bo will, bo will be on the hunt for a ps5 soon because oh, I own
1: final fantasy 7 remake twice scene. over i don't know why but i do yeah yeah you did i
0: do too so wait a minute so let me ask this oh i have two questions first have you heard my hot new joke about oh no. uh, Mario. So, Mario's got a big stain on his carpet. What, where, where did that stain come from? Yoshi P. All right, moving on to the next thing. Ready to the next oh. one? Uh, sorry, okay. I had to get that out. Very the, other, good. the other thing was, um, this Final Fantasy Adjacent Seven adjacent game that's now on PC called yeah,
3: Crisis Core.
0: I, I have to ask why, especially you, John, who's like the hardest of hardcore, and Bo for that matter, for seven. Mm-hmm. You guys love that world and love everything about it. Why have we never talked about Crisis Core? What is the- I haven't
3: played it yet. I bought it, but I haven't played it yet because oh, okay. I didn't know if I should stream it or not.
0: You do have it, though.
3: And I got should I stream it paralysis where I, I don't <laughs> play it by myself because I feel like
1: I should I stream it. I know that it. feeling. And I don't play it
3: on stream because people are like, John, you're in the middle of playing Final Fantasy X. Will you please finish Final Fantasy X? But I don't feel like playing it right now.
1: Wow. So, okay, no. Yeah, so, I know, but, I that, so, I know that feeling where you're like, eh, let me wait and it'll be content. But
0: it's, but on, it's on your radar content. then for, I mean, it, what was it? A PS, PS1 game or what was it? I believe
3: no. it was a PSP game that has now been at, like genuinely remastered into a full fledged uh, okay. game.
0: All right. Cause I know I had a lot of fans. Uh, yeah, PSP, I guess I did hear that. Um, I
1: mean, I never played the original and oh, I don't know. Maybe I would. I just. The
3: only thing I'm confused about, nobody said, sorry, Bo, uh, is that it's a prequel, but is it a prequel? Because it's using the naming convention for the remake. Yeah. To a degree, at least. Is it a prequel to original Final Fantasy VII, or is it a prequel to the new remake of Final Fantasy
1: VII? Oh, that's, that's a good interesting. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so for me, like, the skip was just like, well, they broke Remake seven into three games. Like, that's plenty. <laughs> I don't need a bonus one. If if Final Fantasy 7 was a standalone product, and I wanted more, then I'd be like, "Oh, more, sweet." Mm. But uh, it's three games already, so I'm like, meh. This one reviewed well, so I just wanted, as far as I heard, yeah. it's pretty good, and people have recommended it. So hmm. I don't know, but John makes a great point. Is it? alternate universe because it really feels like we're going alternate universe with this remake for final fantasy seven.
2: Mm. Yeah. Maybe. But maybe
1: that doesn't matter because the alternate yeah. universe doesn't kick in until the remake. Uh, I don't know.
3: Spoilers. The main character of this new game is dead in one and alive in
1: the other.
0: Whoa. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that true?
1: Yeah. Well then they will be, it will be all, well, I don't know actually. Oh, you're talking about Zach? Yeah. Okay. Zach's dead. Zach's alive in this remake? I don't remember.
3: Yeah, they showed him at the end of remake. Like, that was the big tease at the end, was showing Zach show up at Midgar and still be alive.
1: Oh, I thought it was a flashback. Was it a flashback?
3: Shit, I don't
4: don't
1: know. know. That game's game's weird. (laughs) The game's a little weird with it. That's why I'm like, it's, you know, that's why I'm releasing it over three games and then changing the story. I'm not the biggest fan of the change, I'll be honest. I would have preferred a straight remake, but it's still good, so I'm still in but you know
0: did you guys see so um, i have this friend uh, artist friend named jeff delgado used to work for uh south park and has done like amazing stuff um i meant to share this with you guys but he did a tifa piece that you just have to see hold on a second because i know you guys are fans here check this out i Uh, am a fan of tifa look at this thing oh it's so good oh this is really good isn't that great his oops awesome here chat uh, she is or he is really talented, and if what's great about his work is, at a glance, you're like, oh man, that's totally whoever whoever it's supposed to be. But if you get real up close on stuff, he there's a simplicity to his technique. I just admire it so much. He's so great. Anyway, I think it was a commission for someone. They probably paid a played paid paid a pretty penny. P P P Yoshi P. All right, moving on. Uh, where are we now? That's it. That's all there was for that. Oh, what did I do? I messed something up on the way. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, we have a. Oh, what the frick happened? <laughs> I-, I effed up the page. Okay, we're okay. Everything's fine. Just hit the
3: undo
1: button until it looks normal again.
0: Yeah, I think it's normal. I think we're good now. I think uh, you
1: dropped things in, in a weird spot, maybe. <laughs> maybe.
0: I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, it may not have been me. Uh, so, okay, here's the deal now. We usually do emails and texts and stuff right right now, and that's true. We're still going to. So I'll play this.
5: That's a good question.
0: But we're going to start with a voicemail. Someone left us a voicemail. Sweet.
5: Oh, nice. I yep. love it.
0: Very exciting. And um, you guys are encouraged to do this. It's the same number as the text. So use 801 And if you want to just leave a voicemail, we'll play them here on the show as well.
3: The 10 hams line, if you... Yep. Maybe <laughs> you need to reach us. Yeah, the 10 White
1: hams. 10 hams?
0: yeah, that 10 hams thing really took off last week. That's been a meme all week. People enjoyed the
1: show last week. I uh, think we got a lot of compliments.
0: Last week was great. I had a good time. Oh, and our our winner is so freaking thrilled about that computer. They're losing their minds. So, That's
1: awesome to yeah. hear. I am Couldn't I, happen to a better person. Yeah,
0: very happy for them. Uh, Although, shout out to John Pryor, uh, CEO and founder of Doghouse Systems, who right around the time we gave away the machine, ended up with some horrible butt flu and has been sick since. But he's fine now. He's good today. I don't know why I'm telling this.
1: Why am I telling people this? Wow. He's I'm like, sure, uh, I don't want it
3: anymore. I'm That's sure he's really excited that you decided to air his butt flu for <laughs> the entire core audience. Really glad we're going to enjoy a long partnership with Doghouse <laughs> Systems, yep, Scott. Yep, yep. I'm really hoping this might do some numbers for him and they'd be like, you know what? Bo and John should probably get to try our products. Yeah. Please pretend I don't own one.
2: Right yeah, please. Already. Yeah, let's um, pretend.
3: We're, let's send him some products. But now we've aired the butt flu and he He's like, uh,
0: yeah. think for me. I mean, but look, enough. I just feel bad for him because he was. it really wrecked him. And he's a good he's guy. He's a
3: nice guy. I will say this. This is not an ad. I genuinely do own a doghouse system. Yeah. Nice. And I've bought two over the history of my life. Mm-hmm. And both times I got a personal email from John, the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. And he was very, very nice. And they were insanely amicable on this PC build. Because uh, the one I currently have, I had a processor, and I was like, "Hey guys, I need a new computer, but I own a processor, and I don't want to put it together. If I send you a processor, will you put it in my build for me?" And they said, "Yes."
0: Yeah, they're really that's cool crazy. That way. Cool.
3: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it they're really awesome. good people that way. They're amazing people. Can't recommend it enough. And this is not an ad, but doghouse systems.com is where I would go if I were you at home.
3: It, it's kind of an ad.
0: It's a little bit, but but they they're not paying pay for one. Say that. No, they're just we just feel that way. And I hope his bum is better. All right, moving on. Here is that call from a listener. And this is about the D&D stuff last week. So, Bo, a chance to kind of catch up on that. Here you go.
5: Hey, Scott and Core Crew calling in Seattle, Washington. I was just calling in to talk about the open gaming license questions. I really hope that that gets sorted out in a nice, clean, and efficient way for everyone involved, especially for all the creators and small to medium. Uh, creators and players in the D&D world because I work in software and let me tell you something software licensing has gone out of control uh, if there is a tool or a library that's free and open source that solves a problem for me to use I have to go through one two three weeks sometimes months of just lawyer cat looking over the licenses looking over all of the dependencies of that tool and all of their licenses to make sure that everything is amazing doesn't matter how good the tool is doesn't matter how if it solves my problem perfectly or not if it's not perfectly compliant it is uh nope we've got to build it ourselves and it's just uh it's a royal pain that slows everyone down and i hope that that level of quagmire doesn't make it into the game space love the show cheers
2: all right uh
0: yeah, I agree with the caller. I hope that that's where things end up. But I guess you've been pouring over it, Bo. You probably
1: have some new stuff, I mean, some new takes. I, I, it's been top trending on Twitter all week. Yeah. Like yeah. This is a forest fire, and there has been some leaks today. Um, an an internal employee has said that this is basically the result of an investor call where the discussion was this is a gaming property why aren't we monetizing like the rest of gaming and they're like yeah why aren't we doing it this is what we're doing and everyone has to fall in line with it um so they've acted and they've actively shown open contempt towards this thing that we all love like i'm not expecting this to go very well but i think they're probably going to go through some sort of revolt internally mm.
2: well, they've that's already happening.
3: encountered a few hiccups one they had an an announcement that Mm. they were going to talk about the open gaming license that has now been delayed yeah uh they've canceled it yeah um that's not them saying we're not doing it but they were supposed to announce it they canceled that and the other big announcement that was today is i'm not entirely sure how you say their name is it paizo uh, who does basically Pathfinder and Starfinder. Oh, it's when Mario says, hey, today.
0: Paisanos. Oh, no, it's not, it's not Paisanos.
3: Hey, Paisanos. It's not that. the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's Damn it. That's Mario. Okay. Uh, we have announced a plan for a system-neutral open RPG license in collaboration with other game companies. We believe it will irrevocably and unquestionably keep alive the spirit of the open game license. And, uh, so they're going after him. You know, we kind I mean, of said, what Pathfinder's many? response going to be? Mm. There, there it is. That's
1: mm. f- I mean, they're one of many. There's a number of Cobalt Press who does, is the top maker of supplements for 5 e D&D. Also going to publish a core system. Matt Colville, who's a DM of Subnote, uh, as well, publishing his own system. That's, there's a number of candidates the problem with all this is fractured. Like everyone is going to publish a rule system. They're underestimating what it means to have the mind share and the distribution that Hasbro does. So good thing. The revolt is good, but you know, we'll see. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that D and D still won't be like the number one played tabletop game because this doesn't affect people who just play the game. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, this is just content creation, so I don't know. I, Although I, I will I,
3: say, and, and I tweeted this, and this is still shockingly true, there is pushback on this show that we get in various forms uh, for just about every word that comes out of our mouth. We have a contrary and ready to line up and argue mm-hmm. anything we say. Yep. No matter how sound or formulated we may think it is, or on the opposite end of the spectrum, someone's always ready to go, You idiots. Yeah. And while we may not have gotten all of our facts necessarily straight, nobody has pushed back on the general sentiment that this is a shitty, stupid move by Wizards of the Coast. I have never seen such uniform disdain for something than this, where everybody's like, no, yeah, it sucks.
1: Yeah. Definitely uh, very vocal. And yes, you're absolutely right. There's no one not on this side of the issue. I think there was no one really on the side of the issue that, you know, Diablo 3 should have an offline mode even though some people were willing to accept it. There's been a lot of pushback against microtransactions. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of pushback about a lot of things. I don't expect I expect what they're doing is damage control to insist as politely as possible on the direction they're heading and they've just got to circle the wagons. Yeah. Corporate style till they move move on. It's just unfortunate but they can't help themselves. There's a, there's another game that these corporate overlords are playing called money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's there, there's nothing that anyone's going to say, like, I, I expect they'll make modifications. I expect none of it will be, I think the damage is already done. Mm. So waiting around for wizards to fix it, we can hope. That an, something open source emerges that captures the mindshare, a critical role would play a big part in this. They've been silent, but we know that it started as a pathfinder game and, you know, Matt Mercer is a smart guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know, maybe with the right kind of like D and D success. It's, it's not a misattribution to say D and D success like hinges. Predominantly on Critical Role in the for the past five to ten years or however long it's been running, like they are single handedly have kept that company in good reputational standing. Not just that people haven't kissed at TSR and Wizards before, you know.
0: Not just that, but growth like growth, growth. uh, D and D's been fine and it idles and it's there and it does its thing. But in the in the wake of Critical Role at the tip of the spear and then everything that followed it every little small show behind it, every little medium show behind it, that's that's meant big, big growth for them. I guarantee it. So now this is them just going, well, if we want to really explode, we need to monetize it. You know, like they're getting greedy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, money's, it's just kind of impervious. None of us here are fans of Elon Musk. A lot of people aren't. Twitter's suffering, but it's going to be around. It's not that they're too big to fail. It's just that, they're best in slot for what they do and they're not going anywhere. And DD is what the general public recognize. Like I've had a lot of comments that are like, just play GURPS, just play this, just play that. I'm like, have you tried to talk people into playing other systems like uh, there are people I can talk to who might play a role-playing game with me who would be like, I don't follow that shit. Can we just keep it simple? I just want to play the D&D game because it's what I know. Or it's, it's what I know, yeah. It's easy or I at least played it a little bit so I'm familiar. I don't want to learn some new rule system. Uh, the friction for most pl- – because as a DM, I serve the players. So I'm not going to try and badger them into doing something they don't want to do. I will spend some time convincing them, but ultimately it's a group decision and players generally aren't as informed as content creators or DMS for the most part, at least in my experience. Um, so that's not to be underestimated in the conversation. Like there will be well, a fight. I'll say,
3: there is a thorn, uh, coming up for that as well, which is, um, one of the things that has always kept me focused on D and D is things, tools like D and D beyond. Like it's, immeasurable how useful a tool that does so much of the work for you keeps track of the stuff that I have a hard time with. I just have, you know, whatever the number equivalent of face blindness is. You put numbers in front of me, I forget them. I don't see them. I don't think about them properly. Numbers are a strange, abstract component to me. And an a easy-to-use system that takes care of all of that really helped me get over that hurdle with Dungeons & Dragons most other systems don't have tools like that, but I happen to know that one of the original founders and workers on D&D beyond is currently working for Paizo on that sort of system for Pathfinder.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's a hurdle or that helped. I think a lot of people come to that table. And if other systems start getting that stuff too, I think that helps with kind of what you're talking about, Bo. where it becomes a little easier if you can say like "Hey guys what if instead of d and d we did Pathfinder and people go "Ah I don't know and you go well here's an easy tool that'll just do it all for you I think it's very easy for them to go okay well then I'll check it out
2: yeah
1: that's part of the battle the other thing is going to be that maybe the, the d and d movie successful and the d and d TV show and they want that you know it's tough it's a tough thing to i hate advocating on that side but it it really is a tough it can be a tough thing to battle right that how many people how many near how many negative wishers have wanted EA and blizzard to fail? You know, like just Reddit comments or people that are like, this company to go down and they mm-hmm. don't go down. Mm-hmm. In fact, they have profitable years. Like it, it's just kind of a reality we have to contend with. And I, I feel like that might be the destiny with D and as well. Certainly I'm not on the side of their side, mm. but, um, cause what I see is frack, like what I see are companies trying to be the new D and D rather than just say, I'm not going to profit from this. Let's build an open source rule system. No one profits from open source, right? We need custodians for it. Uh, to me, that's the direction that probably sh- would yield the best results because let's say Pathfinder beats down D&D, OpenGL in 10 years, new edition, new rules, eventually... <sighs> That guy from Dimension 20, I saw he had a quote. His, uh, capitalism uh, eventually ruins all tabletop role-playing games, essentially, like because it's community-driven and it's uh, basketball in your local court, except it's play-acting with rules. Like There's, there's no scenario where people are, as this caller, uh, we tie it back into this caller. The point is anybody who stands something to gain off IP are looking to exploit infinite yield, and when the money dries up, they put the squeeze on. Like lemon juice, and it becomes an intolerable bureaucracy at that point. And I feel like that's what it's like working at Wizards right now. Like it's just, how can you know that stuff belongs to us? And it's like actually, you're running a game that like technically doesn't need you at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and no company's gonna lay. I guess we go out of business. Like no company's gonna lay down uh, when faced with not making money versus making money and. Unfortunately, that's uh. I like the that. destiny for all video game. Like it's the destiny of all gaming entertainment products. Pretty much, it seems. I like that or comparison. We still to have basketball. Heroes of the storm. Sorry, rant over.
0: No, it's like it's like basketball. I like the basketball comparison because it's just imagine if the NBA suddenly started saying, uh, "Sorry, uh, you got to pay us a fee every time you have a pickup game in the in the park." That's what this feels like. It that genie's out of the bottle, man. You can't do this with D and D, and it also strikes me. That if I could, I'd go back in the '70s and '80s and tell everybody. But all the people that were freaking out about D and D—it's the devil, and it's teaching our kids to do witchcraft and all this stuff—they were right, but they weren't right about the game. They were right about the a holes who own it now. They're the witchcraft now, except it's money <laughs> yeah. instead of spells. You know, I like still, I am half kidding. I still, still, say,
1: it's kidding, but, vid- I still yeah. say it's coming for video games soon, not right now. Next ten years.
0: I just don't. When like, there's a,
1: when there's when the industry starts constricting to a point where they're gonna want start they're gonna start wanting a cut from streamers who stream their content. I mean, Nintendo's tried, and uh, uh, Square Enix has tried to ask people not to stream their game. Like, it's just not a good time right now. But they plan decades in advance. You know, they have strategies about how they're gonna handle things. And once that money starts. Once it becomes something that's too good for us to let go of, they're going to find a way to put a toll gate somewhere. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I hate that. I, hate I think that. the problem
3: wizards is going to have is that it is not going to be too good to let go of.
1: It's a terrible idea. It's it's a terrible <laughs> it's not, idea. It's made like, by people who don't understand the space, uh, but they're going to win anyways. Unfortunately,
0: I wonder what the ghost of Gary Gygax thinks of all this, you know, I heard he was
1: pretty litigious. TSR, they were, because people are kind of like rose-colored glasses in TSR. But um, uh, the, the the joke about their name was that it stood for "They Sue Regularly." <laughs> really? They had, yeah, like wow. it's it's the fate over and over again. Like, like NBA has a copyright on the rules of bass of their basketball, but like I can turn my phone on and live stream myself playing basketball, and if I if, if I was making millions of dollars. If I'm making nothing, maybe they don't care. But if I'm making millions of dollars on basketball, someone's going to try and find a way to get a piece or shut me down or something. Yeah, like, that's true. I uh, think that IP touches everything. That's I think the caller's point is like every. You know, if you made a little tool that fill like is an art fill that you installed in your program that came from some library, well, that that copyright holder is going to come out and be like, "Oh, you used our art fill to make JPEGs in your card game. Ten percent royalties, please, or I sue you." You know, and everyone's like, "Ah!" Like, we got to build it ourselves to avoid having to get nickel and dime by every copyright holder in existence. But that's the trouble with software: is it's like we should be sharing all these tools. It's infinitely rec- replicable. It re- ch- software challenges our notions of IP so fundamentally, and mm. it's not going to stop. The AI, AI arts, the new one.
0: Yeah. Um, oh my lord. So- well, I don't like any of this, but uh I am curious I mean in the short term, we'll see. You said circle the wagons, and that's usually what companies do is they give they let time yeah. get the get the trending topic off of Twitter and
1: stuff like that so they can they got nothing good to say, yeah. it's better to say nothing at all.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably what's gonna happen here for a bit. But an internal revolt would be interesting if somebody if Mercer and crew suddenly said we're moving to this, whatever this is, that'd be massive.
1: They they would be, it would be so stupid of Wizards not to have reached out to someone like CR first and have them buy in and signed up contractually. Yeah, I would. I really I would want, find I it, sho- I, it would be shockingly stupid if they didn't loop those guys. But maybe,
0: they were already being so
1: stupid, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. The story goes that there was an investor's call and it was like they weren't as profitable as they should have been. And the new CEO in place said, "Well, like all these gaming IPs monetize, and we don't. And, you know, and I'm like, you have a sub fee on D and D. You are monetized. You can buy backgrounds. Not enough. Needs to go harder. They want to make video game money. Not yeah, they also D&D didn't lose
0: money. money. Their, their their earnings report was in the positive, like it always is. Freaking f those guys.
1: But it's not enough. It's like." Uh, We're only making a hundred million in profit when we should be making a billion in profit. Fix it, dumbass D and D people. And they're like, "Uh, "Do you know what this hobby is? It's a miracle we're making the amount of money we are." (laughs)
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Okay, the call's over. I'm gonna go lay in the money we made from our uh, our Michael Bay Transformers license. And they don't have
1: any good ideas. There's a way to make this a, a good idea, which is to actually open it up even further and offer yourselves as a publishing arm for community created content. Like you have the D and D content, open up a second brand, like they have DMs Guild, for example, like legitimize a publishing arm and be like a book publisher. What content creator, every content creator would find it a dream to be in an official book, right? So like. Hell yeah. See, let them make their own stuff and then farm from that league to make content because you can't keep up with it. They'd happily do it. They'd probably work for a pittance compared to people that you have on staff. Like, like just like how, um, you know, Hearthstone art and MTG, they have to hire a bunch of freelance artists to do things and stuff like that to keep their card, all that art for cards coming out. Like mm-hmm. they could just do that with D and D material. Yeah. And yeah. the mainline brand would be agnostic to any universe. It would just be rules, items, monster stat, like, it's like, like, um, compendium, uh, monster, com- monstrous compendiums and rules things, no one needs a sixth edition. Like as the week has gone on, I'm like fifth edition is one D and D this was literally what the premise of fifth edition was. Do you know what the last D and D book I bought was?
2: Mm.
1: Planescape material, (laughs) second edition for use in fifth edition, I literally one D and D fifth edition last year or two years ago, Mm. like it's completely manufactured this i want to go back and watch the publicity after the show for one D and see what i can't tease out oh yeah but that'd be fun that too yeah because there's no need for a sixth edition you have five editions why don't you just remake first edition and start cycling through the editions
0: andy in the chat says maybe elon musk will buy hasbro and fix it how you feel about that
1: What's that story? <laughs> he says that feels
0: like, he says a like troll
1: bait to me.
2: Yeah, it says Elon Elon <laughs> Ma, I, I'm sure he's kidding. Uh, I don't kidding. want to
1: buy all of Hasbro because I feel like the Hasbro Wizards relationship is sort of seems a little bit like a Activision Blizzard relationship a bit, I think, you know. Uh, yeah. You you can't discount the influence of Hasbro on whatever Watsi's doing. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Do you think you know, guys like, that work there they call each other Hasbro's? You know what I'm saying? Like if you oh, bo- if you not. if you worked All in the right. mailroom and you're just I'm
3: sure someone there is pretty proud of the fact that he does. Oh,
0: I'd hate that.
1: I just think the-, the story is they might have done that for a while and then they did an audit of their um, uh, workplace uh, comfort and friendliness. Yeah. And Hasbro's is kind of toxic masculine, so they, it's now banned. It has has peoples has peoples. <laughs> <laughs> You're a has person, not a has person.
0: Yeah, I like that. All right, well, thank you for the call because that's uh, we're going to keep following this obviously and talk about it when things come up on the show. So, um, good to have some feedback outside of the show. We also got a text this week from no name given, they didn't say who they were, but they said, I have never played Witcher 3, but thanks to you guys, I bought it on Steam for $9.99 during their sale. So did I. Being female, I find that I have a harder time immersing myself into a game with a male protagonist. My question for you two, or for you guys, is: Do you have a problem immersing yourself into a game playing a female character?
1: Oh well, John. not these two. <laughs> love Why the am I
3: the poster boy for this? Oh, no, no
1: you're not. You're yeah. not. I'm not singling you out. You and I are both famously uh, yeah, in the true. same boat on this. You'll yeah, always I choose a lady will, if you can.
3: If I right? have a choice, I will almost universally play as the female character. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Same. Um,
0: same. And I'm the opposite, yeah. but not for reasons that are problematic. I just, I just pick dudes because I'm a I'm a dude. I relate to it. I see it. I go, yeah, that's that's a dude. I'll be a dude. Like I don't ever. Pl- I never play ladies. Now, if I play a game where it's Lara Croft or Aloy or somebody who's the protagonist of the entire game. I a hundred percent love playing them. Um, and I don't have a problem but with that. Given I don't... the
3: choice, you'll choose a male protagonist unless he's yes. awful and Cassandra is better.
0: Yes, that is correct. That is one, one very notable exception because she's that good and he is that bad. Uh, but even if he was okay, she's just so superior. Uh, it's just impossible not to choose her, uh, in Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, Odyssey, I guess. But, but I guess to their point, um, you know, you guys do this more than, you know, me, I'll do it here and there, but you guys always go female with your characters and MMOs and junk like that. Um, I don't think, I mean, I love that the choice is there for people, but I've never really thought about the immersion thing when you're locked out of one choice. So, so when you play the witcher, John, you often choose a female character, but you can't in the witcher. Does that make you, do you feel less immersed because you don't get to make the choice you would normally make?
3: No, I, I'm fine with it. I did yeah. really like the sections where you play as Siri. Um, I, I thought that she was actually really cool. I like the play style of teleporting all over the place, but I, I don't have a problem playing male characters in games. It's again, for me, it's just, if I have a choice and the one that I actually think is really interesting is my wife is the exact opposite. If given the choice, she'll play a, uh, she'll play a male character.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Okay.
3: So in fact, it's kind of funny because we, um, you know, we, we play Fortnite together and they did a gears of war pack where you got, um, main is Marcus, right?
0: Marcus, uh, uh Phoenix, Phoenix, Mark Fe- Marcus, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
3: Uh you got him and then you got the the new protagonist of the most recent game that came out. Was her name Cassie? Ca- I can't remember. Ca- I'm bad, Ca- bad with names, Cassa- but anyway, whatever. you got Marcus the old protagonist, you got Cassie or whatever her name is the new protagonist. I immediately played her, my wife immediately played Marcus. We both went into Fortnite and that's who we were playing. It's she's
0: just, his daughter, right? Yeah, it that's It works out that way. They're I don't think related.
3: She's his daughter. I think she's the daughter of somebody else.
0: Oh, I thought she was I I think he
3: had a son. I think he has a son in it for the next generation.
0: Five. We're talking about five, right? Here's five. I thought she was daughter. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe I've got that wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, like, yeah, she went one way, he went the other. See, and I would have been her. I would have picked him. I would have picked Marcus Phoenix a hundred times over her. But I loved playing her in Five because she's who I. That's who you play. It was no problem. But I. But I get this. I understand it. If you're trying to.
1: I mean, you played as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and she's awesome, man. Oh my gosh, she's good.
3: I think a lot of it, too, is there are some people, and and it's not the same for everybody, but there are some people when they make like their MMO character, right? They see the MMO character as just them in the video game. Like, that's my avatar. Like, this is me in the game. And I think that there are other people who are like, no, I'm playing a role. This is RPG, and the role I'm playing is this character. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also, that doesn't really have anything to do with gender necessarily, but I think that that's a mentality that changes what you put into a video game. Because some people are like, you know, it's the old thing. Like, why do you play as a human in a video game? You, you're a human in real life. Like, what fun is that? I think just for some people, it's like, but that's who I am, you know? Like, and this is me in the video game. That's why those choices are great.
0: That's why it's almost like the accessibility stuff we were talking about earlier. The more choice you get, especially in games where the choice is meaningful, like an MMO, I'm for just as much of that choice as possible. Like, who knows what your mood is or why you do it or why you feel better playing this or that. The fact is you can. So...
1: That's good. Also, it's an exploration. I mean, it depends on the game. Like I I don't know if the gender is really the issue with Witcher 3. If you're like I can't get into Witcher 3 cuz it's a dude, but one way to look at it is it's an exploration. Yeah. So I am not a woman, so when a game offers me a narrative experience to um, experience the world in that way, that's it counts as exploration as much as getting to the other side of the barrens to see what the mountains are like over there or clearing that unpart of the map. It's like, oh, I'm a dude. I know what the dude experience is like, If I have an opportunity to play a woman. uh, It's not that I'm like trying to pretend to be one, but I'm exploring that facet of the human experience, especially in a a narrative game. And Mm -hmm. I think you could look at it from the reverse. Although The Witcher 3, Geralt's already kind of weird, you know, but that might be a way to become more satisfied in in playing someone of the opposite gender. It also depends too, because games are very much written, whether they're female or male protagonists for the male gaze or with the male perspective in mind. So no matter what gender you're playing, your experience is still very much centered on uh, a male perspective. And there aren't many games that are like, you know, Written there are females on writing teams, so I still think you can get that, but it's hard to know. The, the authorship of games is not really something that's out there, so it's hard to know mm. when you're seeing things for a different experience. But I would consider that a form of exploration.
2: Sure.
1: It just depends on your hang-ups about gender. If you're like, Oh, if I have boobs on my character, it must mean I'm gay, or I'm gonna accidentally find out I'm a transgender and that scares me. Mm you know there are people like that there are content creators like that who say shit like that on their very popular youtube streams and i'm like oh it's so lame it is lame like, you know it, it's fun and neat to explore things like when you're a kid and you're playing tyrannosaurus rex versus godzilla you're not worried that you're that you're really going to wake up and find out oh, i'm supposed to be godzilla <laughs>
2: you know what i mean like
1: so you can like, it's play, we're playing and you can be an adult and you can play. You just, people told you not, it's not cool to do that because they suck because they think the adult just has to be about suffering. Yeah. But you can play as an adult. There's absolutely nothing wrong with throwing on makeup, putting on a dress and just seeing what that's like doesn't necessarily mean anything about you. And if it awakens something in you, that you can see that as a positive, not sure. a negative. Sure. So, you know, it's, uh. Uh, maybe ask yourself why if if the immersion is not important or maybe I don't know guys can be kind of gross maybe you're just like I don't want to play a dude like Kratos is a big turnoff for me I gotta say like just his character maybe he gets better as it goes on but I do not like the gravel voice giant muscle man it is not a f- I'm like I get it I watched 80s action and 90s action movies like been there done that a thousand times over not interesting to me anymore as much But um Well his is all about the journey from that
0: to someone who understands fatherhood, who understands that his life of testosterone fueled screaming and killing is maybe not all it was cracked up to be. Like there are reasons there are reasons why that gets broke down, which is an interesting journey in itself. But I I get what you mean. Like
1: Yeah, and and it might be like I've dismiss the game too quickly i think i will get back to it at some point because there's an interesting story there that's been acclaimed and made a sequel of i just mean what got me to stop was like oh the character in the state he is in the beginning of the game i'm like not a fun fantasy for me right now and generally so i sort of understand if you don't want to play like some brooding dude who's kind of I mean, Gerald is kind of an asshole. He's a good-hearted asshole. That's kind of his deal. Yeah. Maybe that's just not a thing that you like. You know, like so
2: Sure.
1: You know, and yeah. Just, and that that yeah. game is very much made uh, with the male gaze in mind, although I know a lot of women who like Witcher 3. Uh the relationship stuff can be kind of a little, you know, all you got all kinds of women fawning over you. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a kind
0: of thing. I have a friend who's a she's uh, professor at the University of Utah. She teaches narrative storytelling in the gaming department up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Corinne, and she still says The Witcher 3 is the greatest video game ever made ever, which is interesting, just given her perspective. She's a heterosexual female who usually plays women in games if given the choice, but absolutely just glommed onto that thing. So everyone's going to be different and that seems obvious. I will tell you yeah. though, from a 90s era perspective, I was doing some digging around and some old stuff. And I was looking at old Disney games for an upcoming segment on Play Retro and uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid game for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Uh, you are Ariel, right? Obviously, you're Ariel. You should be I, Ariel. I, I doing, would assume so, yeah. Yeah, you do a Ariel you're stuff. You're going to turn this on its head. But when you start that game, you have a choice. You can go through Ariel's story as it was meant to be with Ariel or. You can choose her dad and play as her dad. who has nothing in the movie to do with any of the rest of the story other than he's kind well, of a- What's up-typing? the
3: gameplay of that? You just go around asking people if you've seen his daughter <laughs> and then sending no. other people to go look for him?
0: I mean, you literally do the same stuff. They don't change it at all. You you it swim was... around and get the same things on screen. Literally put in to <laughs> make you fall in boys love
3: with Prince yes. Eric and then want to make a deal with a sea witch and you have legs. This is a very progressive game. Yeah, Bo,
0: so Bo is absolutely right. He, it was it seemed By like a blatant way, attempt uh, to like get boys to play your girl
1: game is what it felt like, but by the way, I watched The Little Mermaid like 50 times when I was a kid. It was a, it was a great show. I
3: loved The Little Mermaid as a kid. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was great. Big.
0: Plus, yeah. you know, I got to, it, it helped build the thing in me where I was really attracted to women wearing nothing but shells on their chest. That was a thing.
3: You needed help with that. You were like, <laughs> man, I wish some art would come along to sell me on this idea because I'm opposed yeah. in principle. But Love this I could concept. be convinced.
0: Love it. But yeah. Uh, Uh, I will also say that the... I I just
1: uh, wanted to be Ariel and have a cave full of dinglehoppers and doodleberries. Doodleberries, yeah. Or what's this called? Oh, yeah, feet. I want to be
0: part of their world.
1: (laughs) I just think Ursula is
3: the greatest villain. I the now, like, amazing story of a gender-flipped little mermaid where it's King Triton (laughs) goes up to the surface... And sees Prince Eric dancing on his boat, and is like, maybe I've made a mistake. I know I've got like 50 daughters, but look at this—something about this handsome man that's really doing it for me. Look at where uh, I
1: am. Look at his face.
3: And and Ariel's like, Dad, you cannot go make a deal with a sea witch to get legs to go marry a prince. And he's just like, you're my daughter. You can't tell me what to do. And then he goes off and does it. I want this movie so bad. You
0: kind of get it in the game. So uh, if you ever want to try that out, it's uh, available where all illegal ROMs can be found. All right. Uh, let's get out of here before we do oh big thanks for the emails text and everything you can send those to 801-471-0462 if you want to text us or leave voicemails or send us uh emails to talk to the core at gmail.com we got a bunch of new patrons again this week you guys are on fire i freaking love this thank you for joining us up or up with us the following human beings they went to patreon.com slash core show garrett story adam wendell pino I think is how you'd say that. Or uh, Penno. Pen, penno. Could penno be Penno. It's nice. more pen than peen, I guess. Anyway, Chewy. So we got a, our first Wookiee is here. Nice. Uh, yeah. Justin.
1: Support. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I try to do Chewbacca. I don't wow. think that
0: works. It's like a vomit baka. Um, <laughs> and then you got Justin McCurley, uh, Dagon Missner. That's a cool name. I feel like he should be in charge of a Game of Thrones thing or something. Uh, Walter Gray. And finally, Nick Arcade, all of these fine folks joined up this week. Uh, You're amazing as all of you are. Thank you all so much. If you don't want to ever get a commercial on the show and want pre-show content every week, plus a bunch of monthly other benefits, then there is no better place to go right now than patreon.com slash core show. Huge thanks to all our new patrons and all those who are already there. You make the show happen. All right. I think that's going to do it for us uh we'll be back next week frogpants.com for all or frogpants.com core for all of our stuff uh, no matter what you're looking for you'll find it there on elon musk's twitter you can find us at john underscore jagger bo schwartz and scott johnson of course core pod as well if you want to follow the show and uh watch us live every thursday night at 5 p.m mountain time we usually go about geez how long have we been on here three
1: and a, three hours and 48 minutes Oh shit, Ali's bro in the chat room says he's the guy who sis won the PC and wanted to say thank you. Yay!
0: That's Congratulations. All
1: right. Not on the- your PC, but on having the best sister. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, but also
0: it sounds like it's because you are the best brother to her, your sister, and that's amazing. I mean, even but his, his name in the chat. His sister. Even the name in the chat. He must love his sister. Look at her. His name is Allie's bro. Like, he's literally like, hey, it's my oh, sister. Sh-
1: yeah. Damn.
0: I think everybody should have a brother like you. And uh, it's just a side bonus. You're going to get a rad machine out of the deal. So uh, congratulations. Yeah,
1: make sure to give her a turn to play it every now and then.
0: That's right. Let's turn to uh, the old lady in the room who's going to catch us up on the games we played today. Grandma, take it away.
4: The assumption that they didn't repeat themselves enough and you forgot what games they were talking about because for some reason that's the host problem. Heaven forbid you pay attention to the podcast you deliberately listen to and have to actually remember something more. Oh my gosh, rewind a little bit. It's on us to remember something. You want us to have memories, but you refuse to have them yourself, so I'm here to help you out at the
1: end. Okay, Grandma, let just get the games and, <laughs> and we'll put you to bed. I'm
4: getting to it. Scott played Dave the Diver. That's the diving sushi game. If you were like, I like sushi, I like diving, it's Dave the Diver.
2: Yep.
4: He played Dome Keeper, which is the game where you dig and you have a dome. Yep. And you, you keep it. He also played Loop Hero and the World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. John played the Final Fantasy of the Fourteen. He also played Norco, which is the adventure game with pixel art, it was very atmospheric. They talked about it. You can go back and listen to it. He says <laughs> the name twice, I know it. He also played Vampire Survivors, he talks about that a lot, so no surprise there. And Bo played Borderlands 2 in VR and Borderlands 3 in Not VR and Thumper in VR that's a vr a flat screen and a vr he also played two hours of death stranding and he watched it
0: (laughs) yeah he did it was a movie really like us thanks for watching everybody and uh more of you coming live would be nice as well so come hang out with us on thursday nights i know it's kind of a long haul but we enjoy being with you hopefully you enjoy being with us that's gonna do it for us until next week we'll see you then This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at (laughs) frogpants.com.